This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hey yo. <laughs> hey yo. How are we doing? Oh, I'll tell you what, bit of a change this week, bit of a change. People may notice something slightly different about chain wrestling this week. Don't panic. It's gonna be as excellent as always, okay? It's just a different beaker. That's all it is. Alright, the glass has been retired downstairs. Okay, it's gonna be fine. It just means I won't spill it as much, okay? That's all it comes down to. Now, mm. obviously, I I am talking fully in jest. With me is Mr. Matt Willis. Matt. Thank you so, so much for stepping in for Mr. Mags, who is away on top secret international missions, you know. But yeah, Magsy's away uh, dealing with some stuff that is, he, you know, of utmost importance. And Matt has jumped into the hot seat to step in and make sure that we still get Chain Wrestling Live and the podcast version later in the week. H to all you wonderful, wonderful people. Matt, how does it feel sitting there on a Chain Wrestling show for the very first time? Oh, you know, never saying like, like, um, stepping in to... I feel like um, Jimmy Traore stepping into Sammy Hippie's shoes. You know, <laughs> okay. I'm never, I'm never going to fit into his <laughs> lordship's brush. I'm going to do my best, right? No problem. No problem. Good evening, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Matt and Sai, a Radio Techers production. I am Sai, and with me, not as always, but for the very first time, is the knobs to my sags, 
it's a nasty boys reference for anyone starts thinking different because I know everyone's like that mind works out there okay the British Bulldog to my overweight horn dog <laughs> a podcaster who is taking bets still on how many times I'm going to accidentally call him Mags in the next hour and a half <laughs> the magnificent Matt Willis how are you doing sir Kablam. I'm doing I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm doing well, thank you very much, Si. Uh, yes, yeah, so far the bets are the bets are rolling in so far. I currently have a book open on that. As it currently it's six or more in the first quarter of an hour. So we'll I've nearly done it, it twice already. Mm-hmm. I've nearly done it twice it's, already. It's gonna happen. I, I call I call Tanner Mags all the time. On uh, <laughs> on um on Techers, so it's all good. How about oh, you? How are you doing, man? Yeah, okay, mate. Okay, bit of a bit of an odd weekend, really. Uh, problems with a leaky ceiling once again, so that's that's a bit of an issue at home. But um, my middle daughter, Liv, she dislocated her knee playing for playing for the city football team this weekend. So, she's now strapped up, led down, uh, unable to move for God knows how long. Got to wait for a date for an MRI scan because, uh, yeah, not good news at all, my friend. Big swollen knee. Lots and lots of pain and so on. So yeah, quite a serious injury she's picked up. So that's a bit of a shame. I've I've done my knee a couple of, both and both knees at different times in my life. Never a good feeling at any point. Yeah. So yeah, I'm much love and uh, ooh, I just get yeah. soon, girl, get soon. Yeah, I mean it's coming up to the end of her season anyway. So hopefully she won't miss too much football and she can have the 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 summer to. I suppose rebuild, you know, rehab, whatever, yeah, and get back to where where she should be. You know, real shame for her, real shame for her. And it was literally in the first couple of minutes of the game, just her and a centre back sort of banging into each other. Her studs caught in the ground. There was a bit of a snap, and her knee just went. So, oh dear, dear, dear. Just Not the word snap cool. in that context just mm-hmm. make yeah. it feel ooky. Well, she yeah. says that she she could physically hear four different pops and snaps. Four so, different ones. Yeah, four separate. Bang, 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 bang. Up. That just that's. I don't think that's just wrong, but it's just bad. <laughs> it's just yeah. It's you just, never, yeah. Your body should make that sort of noise. And the thing is, with lives. She's the doctor said when they saw her in the hospital, she's got an incredibly high pain threshold. They said that she should she should be like bawling her eyes out and, and a, unable to move at the moment. But she was like hobbling to the door and all this sort of stuff. And initially, after she stayed down for a while. My wife said straight away she knew something was wrong because Liv stayed down. And then when they saw her, she'd actually you know, had tears in her eyes and so on as well, which makes a massive Liv. That never happens with Liv. But um, she did at one stage stand up to see if she could put any weight on it to carry on playing. And down she went. <laughs> so that's how like Stuart Pearce. Stuart Pearce played for West Ham back in the late 90s. Yes, I remember, yeah. And he tried to run off a broken leg. Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah, that's, uh, I- that's how like you're living. <laughs> Yeah, I tore the ligaments in my right ankle and played the last 15 minutes. But I literally went and stood out on the left wing and did, did nothing. I just stood out there just so we weren't down to 10 men. I did nothing. But yeah, I tried to sort of... I could have put it, you in nets. We're in fine. Yeah, well, I suppose. This is where I could run. It's obviously so many, many, many moons ago. During the war, huh? During a war. Oh, shall we have a quick look? What's going on in the chat then? Well, it's, it's been lighting up already, Mr. Sai. Um, obviously, we're going to have to shoot. I've got to scroll to the top of the chat because it's uh, 
Come very much, Harry. Dan Griffin joining in. Uh, you know, all the usual suspects are, ga are gathering, having their popcorn, and just taking their seats. Dan Griffin saying, "Evening, you lovely CWF lot." Um, your good, lovely wife Sharon says, "It's Monday night." You know what that means. Oh yes. Dan Griffin, Dan Griffin saying something is different. So, have you trimmed your beard? Not for a while, mate. Not for a while. <laughs> I wonder what it could be. I wonder what it could be, indeed. I wonder I wonder what it it's the beaker. It's the beaker. Yeah, it's the beaker, indeed. Uh, the Morty and Fitch podcast says, Evening, lads. And it's and then it says, Have the Morty. Now, I'm aware this is a, a error, but bearing in mind some of the bands that come from this later, I'm going to quickly go. Um, um, <laughs> evening, obviously. Lots of things there. The, obviously, the correction about Fitch, um, correcting about more, about uh, Have that Morty. Uh, the wonderful uh, Scottish Danny from A Changing Attitude, uh, um, One Man's Me, and of course, Nightclub Nights with Your Good Self. Taking um, over the podcast world. He is. He, he's, he's doing more than me now. One and show then, at a time, pal. Taking over the podcast world. Dan Griffin saying, God damn it, I thought more too quick. I was going to start talking like The Rock. <laughs> and, and the then, third person. <laughs> and then everybody just basically talking in the. Uh, in the in the third person to each other and just, just well, making themselves feel welcome and Dan Griffin agreeing one gnarly knee injury yeah mm -hmm. yeah poor lass poor I mean she's really frustrated because she can't go out and see her mates and with Livy it's like it, it, the well, sun's that, like, that, live, that, like, like, like the world has ended yeah like, exactly exactly driving her batty it is but gotta be done she's gotta sit there and she's gotta recuperate mate can't uh, can't be out and about with her buddies whilst her knee is wrecked do you know what I mean so no, absolutely not no there we go. There we go. So then, I suppose before we get on to our non-wrestling topic this week, which was a, a fantastic <laughs> bombardment yes, wow. of responses, we're going to have some interesting conversations there. I think about 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 items and and, and well, anything at all that people just don't get. You know, it's going to be quite I, interesting. I predict a impromptu mat attack. To put it that way, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought of in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've never had one on this show either. So yeah, nope, there we go. Nope, there we go. Um, right. Yeah. So shall we chuck some embarrassing, ridiculous, shameful gimmicks into the old hall of lane, Matt? Um, I think we should do that right now, sir. The I love that so much. <laughs> Every been, week, I love it. That's that's actually Livy going lame yeah. at the end. That's the broken need live on that on that little jingle that we made there. So yeah, fair play to her. She didn't realise it was going to go out every week, and she was like, "I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it." I was like, "No, it's fine. I'm going to use it once." Whoops. A week. Um, once a week. <laughs> once a week. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the order version. In case you might be in trouble. Wow, this is true. This is true. Ah, uh, Matt. Go on then, my friend. The first person to ever have an entry into the Hall of Lame that has not been put forward by Mr. Mags or I. What have you got for us, buddy? Right, okay. Uh, now, i got one I want to do, but I'm going to save that for later down the line, maybe if I need to use it another time. This one, I'm going to um, go to someone who was a Hollywood actor, actually. No, it's not The Miz. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, he made the jump from Hollywood actor to to WWE wrestling superstar in 1989. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is a man who is an actor by the name of Tom Lister. Now, 
most people in the chat are probably already aware who I'm about to go to. I'm pretty sure you are as well, so for people who aren't aware, Lister starred as Zeus in the in the TV film, or well, the produced film, uh, No Holds Barred, which starred Hulk Hogan, of course. Um, yep. And he appeared in WWE as the exact same character. <laughs> Continuing the feud with Hogan that they started in the film. Forgetting, of course, that Hogan didn't play Hogan in the film. No. So, what's, what's up with that? Yeah, it, that makes you know? no sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He was only in the company for a few months, and it finished with a teaming with Mandy Savage against Hogan and Beefcake in a steel cage match. That's quite a stellar. If you're gonna have a feud, feuding with Hogan for your only feud is not a mm. bad thing to do normally. But it was so poorly conceptualized, and the fact of the matter is that he was literally the character from a TV show, basically yeah. wrestling. On, I mean. I'm aware of some people maybe shouting at me on the audio version later on in the week saying, but what about the jackass match with Romania? Yeah, but that's meant to be slapstick. This was yeah. really serious. And that was that was fantastic. That, it was. that, it that was. was awesome. Sami Zayn I, is an absolute legend. That was fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. He can hang his hat on that. That, that could be the best match of all time. When Zeus left the WWE after that match, he hadn't won a single match. So the only person who had his entire career is a 0% win record. Really? The only Ever. one? Well, true. Well, certainly the main event did, anyway. Yeah, no, I get you. Okay. Even he Slater won matches. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, Zeus, for me, is the person who goes on the whole lane because he's a... Well, because it was probably the lamest idea that Vincent ever had. And let's face it, on 1989, he wasn't a short character to vote to feed a Hogan, was he? No, no. Very true. Very true. And I remember as well when I was younger, I mean, I've told the story many times in the past that there were certain videotapes I had when I was a kid that yeah. I played to death. SummerSlam 1989 was one of them. And yeah. I was, I don't know, eight, maybe. I remember when I was a kid, completely buying into this and thinking this is amazing because I'd never seen the film. So to me, it was just Macho Man and, and, and Sherry Martel, God bless her, bring in this huge monster of a man in to try and take on Hogan. And obviously until SummerSlam 89 started, uh, the main event started, the bell actually rang. You didn't know quite how bad this guy was going to be as a kid. Obviously as a grown up now, you could, you know, you could see the signs, but to me it was a case of, Oh my goodness, look at the size of this guy. And you know, eight year old me was very much, I I bought into everything that that happened around SummerSlam 89 and that event and so on. Now, as an adult, <laughs> I think I mean it says a lot that the when the best part of your gimmick is the fact you've got a wonky eye. I think that's I think that's a big you know a big thing that if that's that the was Terry Saturn's gimmick at one point as well, well and, and you got a Z shaved in your hair on the side. When that's the best part of your gimmick, you know there's something something wrong with this character yeah, on screen, don't you? Definitely. Yeah. So yeah I hope you, I hope you'll accept him into the Hall of Fame. I, I Hall very of much Lane. will do. Very much will do. He um, ended up in WCW as well, I think. <laughs> that's not a good idea. Given how WCW wasn't exactly at the peak in the time, that's not saying mm, much. I'm fairly certain he turned up in WCW. Not, I think me and Scottish Danny will be coming up to it soon on Nitro Nights because nice. it was it was when Hogan and Savage mm. faced the Dungeon of Doom and God knows how many other people. Basically, Hogan wanted to run through every heel in the company. 
So they put them all in a cage and let Hogan go through all of them. <laughs> um, and I'm fairly certain Zeus was part of that. World War III, wasn't it? No, World War Three was a, a big 60-man battle royal. This was ah. like a, a, a cage with several tiers in it. That's what I thought. I thought that was World War Three one year. No, that? no, no. Oh. Oh, it might well have been one year. They potentially. Where I need to make sure I listen to Nitro Nights and keep keep up with all of his stuff. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. But the Hogan and Hogan and Savage, I think, started at the top of the cage and had to fight their way through. And get I've got the, the visual. I've got the visual yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think Flair was in there as well at some point. Yeah, Flair and Arn Anderson was. Arn Anderson turned up in jeans, I think, because he was like completely not arsed. He was just like, "What am I doing?" Brian Pillman didn't even turn up at all. It was just like, yeah, I ain't doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the era where, yeah, we, we, we're we being paid. We'll sit at home. We're digressing, of course. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> who's, On your, my side, who's your side? Well, mine actually comes from a conversation Mags and I had on a previous episode and then seeing the individual on the show that or, or the match that we've watched for today's today's chain wrestling okay. and it, some people may see it as controversial because this guy this guy was a, a relatively good wrestler and he had some good times as a tag team wrestler however it's not him as a tag wrestler or in his previous guises i'm putting him in i'm putting him in literally as the character we saw in in the, october of 1991 okay. and that was the mountie The Mountie, the Rougeau brothers were fantastic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely the incredible. The Quebecers were fantastic. Absolutely. The Quebecers I enjoyed as well. The Quebecers were awesome, even though it was very, very similar gimmick to very the Mountie, similar. of course. They're, they're, they're very easily uh, mixed up because of it. Yes. And the, again, like I said, the Rougeaus were awesome. The Rougeaus were absolutely superb. Uh, and what a brilliant entrance theme the fabulous Rougeau brothers had. Making references to not wanting to listen to rock and roll, they prefer Barry Manilow and stuff like that. It's just absolutely superb entrance music. If anyone's never heard the fabulous Rougeau's entrance music, find it, check it out on YouTube. I imagine I'm gonna, you're going to be hearing some now on the audio version, I expect. This is a job for you, future side. Yes. <laughs> uh, try and find the, the words to it as well, because it is just pure tongue-in-cheek comedy. is superb. However, the Mountie was involved in some absolutely awful dire matches and dire gimmicks and, and dire stipulations. It, I mean, one, for example, the whole prison match with the boss man, that loser goes to prison. I understand that the time was very cartoony, and the kids at the time would have loved it. Now, looking back as an adult, it deserves to go in the hall of lane for me. I, I just don't... I'm not a big fan of those kind of wearing your work clothes to wrestle in gimmicks. So the boss man, as much as I love Ray Trailer, the boss man gimmick of him being a prison guard, yeah, not a fan. Nails went in last week. He was wearing his prison gear. Not a fan of. The Mountie, I think... I think the biggest issue with it and the main reason I want to put the Mountie in is the whole cattle prod situation. 
mm-hmm. and how comical it was when people would flail around in the ring pretending they're being electrocuted. Could you so imagine on. putting that gimmick across the ring from 2005 SummerSlam Shawn Michaels where he oversold things? <laughs> He get he zap and he go up and hit a light. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It would be the most unbelievable oversell of yeah. all time. It's I suppose if I'm being really nitpicky, it's the extras that came with the mounty character that were disposed of by the time he went into the Quebecers. Yeah. So a lot of the actual Canadian mounted police references and the the cattle prod, I can't get over that. Seeing I think it might have been Tito Santana pretend to be electrocuted. Um, sorry? Ariba, so. <laughs> seeing Tilo Santana flipping and rolling all over the ring after he's, I'm fairly certain it was him, after he's pretending to be electric, like a dying fish, like a fish out of water. Yeah. Even even as a kid, I mean, not even when I was ten. Even as a kid, I was like, yeah, this is bullshit. Mm, so. Maybe feel so much younger now. Ninety one, I was seven. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I feel so much younger now. Thank you, sir. Uh, mate. Honestly, everyone, I think I'm, I think I'm older than everybody we talk to on here. It's. <laughs> But there we go. Those are our entrance into the Hall of Lame this week. We have Tony Tiny Lister, I think was his name. His nickname was Tiny. Uh, 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 Tom, Tom Lister. Tom Lister, Tom yeah. Tiny Lister, who was Zeus in the film and at SummerSlam, and I believe again at Survivor Series, maybe. I think he might have stretched to Survivor Series. I'm not might sure. Have yes. I've got to I've tried to avoid that his part of, of, yeah, of yeah. the network. And not Jacques Rougeau, not the Quebecers, not the fabulous Rougeaus, but the bloody Mountie and that cattle prod and Jimmy Hart as well. Just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you know. <laughs> what sort of thing have Jimmy Hart? What's wrong with this, this show, and we'll, we'll talk, you know, we'll, we'll quickly touch upon it now. I ended up watching quite a bit of this show before watching yeah. the Battle Royal. Just yeah. sort of skipping through and watching bits and bobs and, and, it, there was a lot on there that, in theory, I could have not liked because there's certain guys who were, yeah. were you know, they have a reputation of being really talented, talented guys in the ring, and there are other guys who maybe have a reputation of not being that way. However, the most annoying aspect of this whole damn show for me was Jimmy Hart. It's it's just like every time a camera was not on him, he would find a way to get into the next shot. He was, and you couldn't stop hearing his voice. There's so many, the Mountie, um, Earthquake. Uh, so many of the people in the nasty boys, the matches building up to the battle royal main event. Jimmy Hart was on the at ringside for pretty much all of them. <laughs> he was just always there, and he drove me mad. You know, for well, ten minutes of Jimmy it, Hart it, is it, enough. Well, to be fair, it was his whole, you know, his corporation thing, wasn't it? Almost, wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. They had they basically had the, the all of his stable wrestling on the show, yeah. didn't they? But he just it just got too much for me. I, I know he's doing his job then because I'm supposed to hate him. He's the heel. Yeah, really if, 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 if he's kicking this skin, he's done exactly what he meant to do. Uh, I also go. understand where you're coming from, Arthur. Yeah, totally, mate. So totally. it just drives me nuts. Just drives me nuts. Uh, shall we jump across to Twitter and have a little look at what everyone's been sending us in this week? I hope I get this right. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, no problem. A little bit of background for everyone on this. I don't do anything on this show. <laughs> I. I I, I edit the, the, the audio version, I produce the audio version and chuck it out and so on. Okay, I'll come up with stuff like the non-wrestling topic and, and you know, all this and, uh, I, you know, that, that sort of side of things. The technical side of things, I don't do nothing. I, I have no involvement in that whatsoever. The fact that I'm even here now 
is quite a surprise because I had internet trouble two minutes before we started the show. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was running solo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this whole this whole thing of when Magsy brings up the Twitter feed or Matt here today is bringing up the Twitter feed. I'm very much dependent on other people to do this for me. I have no clue whatsoever. And that's why I literally, I read the tweets from my phone. I don't, <laughs> that's the way I do it. And plus on my laptop, the writing's far too small. I can't make that late. But there we go. Okay. So read them out, buddy, and I will highlight them for you. No problem at all. I'll just go through in the order we received them. If you can't find any in particular, mate, don't worry too much. Uh, The first response we had very, very quickly when the tweet went out to us, asking the CWF about, about, you know, I don't get it. What don't you get? Is there a certain food people really love that you just don't get? A TV program people don't, you know, love that you don't get? Um, we have quite a few people respond with wrestlers they don't quite get just what does what, what seems popular that you just don't get within minutes of putting that tweet out we had Morty at Morty JR5 on Twitter two words and a very divisive character Kenny Omega what are your thoughts on that one Matt um right um well, as you said at the time, exactly the sort of thing we were looking for. Um, I also have to slightly agree, I don't get the hype. Okay. I don't get the hype. Yes, he's great, but if but let's face it, he uh, he was doing the whole belt collector thing. Now he doesn't own any because he had to have surgery. I get that part. But mm-hmm. for, for me, and I'm going to get hated on this in the chat, I agree with Morty. I don't see what everyone's big about. He's not, he's great. He's a great technician. But I'm like, I've seen it all, and you do the same thing on a regular basis. There's nothing new. Okay. I, I like I like seeing new stuff. Yeah. Okay. And, I appreciate. But I don't quite get. It. I get. I get where more you come from here, but I also get what people also tell him. What the hell are you talking about, man? I'm a massive Kenny Omega fan. I think the guy is fantastic. I I, I appreciate how other people might not get it though. Yeah. You know? It's not like. I mean, I suppose every wrestler has it to a degree, don't they? People who think he's wonderful, people who don't get it. I appreciate that. But Kenny Omega, for me, I I think he can do a bit of everything. I think he's very good at a lot of different things. Um, I think sometimes his matches in AEW haven't lived up to when I first discovered him in, in New Japan. But on the whole, I, I think Kenny Omega is, is absolutely fantastic. However, with the flips and, and some of the other stuff he yeah. does, I can fully appreciate how people can cannot get that aspect i understand i mean for me i like it for for charlie my youngest and my wife sharon we, we're kenny omega fans but i can also understand quite easily however people look at it and go yeah i don't get that that's not for me it absolutely absolutely i'm being i'm being called out by the way or in the chat i've just noticed by the way uh dan griffin is, is twitter in like mode what is this heathen behavior <laughs> uh, i'm not a lord okay you deal with it <laughs> Okay. See, I've got, I've got Twitter in dark mode, but I must yeah. confess, this has only happened in the last maybe two months. I, I've made I that change. I have it in dark mode on my phone, but not right. on my laptop. Oh, okay, so, okay, so, I see. So, yeah, uh, so, see, uh, I've, I've literally just got it on my phone in dark mode. But I, I only made the change like probably about a month or two months ago. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, um, Dan Griffin's um, thank you for but he's got put under a dry dog turd. Uh, um, okay. The hairy housewife is saying, Jesus, agree with Morty. And Morty's also saying, Kenny Omega's like Buddy Matthews, but not as good. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yes, there are more things in the chat. We will come back to them in a moment. After yeah. you, sir. It's 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 funny how Kenny Omega, the Bucks, and those all those are, are so divisive. It's, it is it, it really does amuse me. Mm. Uh, Derek Stark at Derek Stark on Twitter, a good friend of ours. There he says, "How about that new indie promotion? Control your narrative." I just don't get it," he says. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know a lot about that. I I know it's the, it's the one that that was being done by EC3. And, yes. Okay. And the man for we know Braun Strowman. Um, Going into WrestleMania weekend, they had this. This obviously, well, be fit for it, but they had a um, an event basically where you could control what you're doing, sort of thing. Like basically, like they had always like all these different they control your narrative, but you've got all these rules you've got to follow still, nice. uh, which hypocritical thing to do, in my opinion. But then, but they wanted someone to come wrestle for them, and EC3 was like, okay, what, like what, really. Come along, he will pay you, sort of thing. Yeah, and they, they said, like, basically paraphrasing massively. Uh, yeah, like I kind of said for you lot, my 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 fee would be uh, be getting uh, one of your guys um, vaccinated. Oh, uh, okay. Because they basically had a lot of people there who weren't being vaxxed. Uh, okay, right. So I'm not. I forgot who it is. I'm sure the chat will remind me. The CWF will remind me who it was in general. At which point, I'm pretty sure at this point, it's Scottish Danny and Dan Griffin are probably already Googling to find it out for me. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, somebody but, you know very, very well, Matt, at Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter, Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast, says here, how many podcasts Matt has or ha- or will appear on every time makes me go, I don't get it. <laughs> right. Now, I, I hear what he's saying there. Um, however, given that today he... Um, you want to say he decided to um, <laughs> put out a podcast called JGB Sports Podcast on Vigil Global Media. So that's another show he's now on, okay. obviously. So he really can't talk. Is <laughs> he many, 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 many podcasts of his own? To be fair, you know, he's only co-host with Jackson. Okay, and it's a good listen. You should check it out for sure. They very but it's good fun. Um, but to be fair, I'm on here helping out a friend, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> if you want next time you can do it sir you can come with all the bells and whistles oh right you can't do that can you throw shade all you want sir and <laughs> as if on cue Dan Griffin has helped me out here by saying mad Kirk he's referencing his fee being Austin Aries vaccination that's um, brilliant and, that, is, and, that is fantastic and then throwing three, three out of three or four pods uh, I think you're fine Mr Griffin <laughs> not so much nowadays sir not so much. I think I have five total, and right. one of them I share. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Mwah. I mean, it, I actually put a tweet out uh, over the weekend because I twigged that with the waiting room coming back on Friday, people can listen to, to something that I'm on every day throughout the working week this week. <laughs> Chad from Visual Media, um, and obviously, but we're, we're behind DJ. I'm not going to carry on, I'm just going to say quickly. Yep. Worked out that as soon as we release our next episode, which comes out, I think tomorrow, uh, we will have gone through 40, will be 40 hours of content out there to listen to just on right. Dungeons and Junkies. So that means that you can give it a whole working week listening to just us. <laughs> Amazing. You could. 
You could. Uh, I, I wouldn't encourage it necessarily because you know, <laughs> it get, it get, because you need a break from uh, from Dungeons and Dragons. There we go. So where are Millwall we Chris Millwall at Chris. Millwall Chris one on Twitter? He says here. Oh, and by the way, Millwall Chris was at the Royal Albert Hall for the event we're covering later. In was case anyone's un- in case anyone's unaware, he doesn't mention it very often. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, he's also in the chat, by the way, as well, over on Twitch right now. We'll get to you in a moment, okay. sir. Okay, doke. Uh, Mill Chris says here, Game of Thrones. It's dragons, midgets, and incest. Don't get it at all. Now, I've not oh. seen Game of Thrones. Um, I, I wanted to watch it, but then I heard the last season was crap, and it's kind of that thing of, oh, shall I bother or not? I, I'm trying to find his one because he's done several, sir. So give me my moment to okay. find his one. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Midgets, dragons, and incest. That sounds like a, a really terrible metal band, doesn't it? You say it one more time, but that, that those three again, mate. Dragons, midgets, and incest. Oh my. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh I've never seen it, so I can't pass comment on Game of Thrones. But uh I've seen it and to be fair, I do like it. I mean, of of course I like it. It's basically D D, but okay. it's, it's not it's not for everybody. And it wasn't really for me. I'll be brutally honest. It wasn't really for me. I See, can't I do, really put this. I do love. Uh, I love. Uh, uh, I love like what they. I suppose what you call a box set or a binge TV or a binge TV series or something like that, where you can literally, you know, the the, the big dramas that come out like Twenty Four was huge, and I enjoyed Twenty Four. Yeah. And Lost, I I watched years after it finished, and I enjoyed Lost until the ending, obviously. You know, but stuff like um, I think me and me and the wife we end up watching things that have already been out for years. I was similar to Dan Griffin, I guess in, in that mold, but <laughs> we watch things that have already been out. So, you know, maybe another decade we'll give Game of Thrones a chance. I don't know. We'll have to see, mate. We'll have to absolutely, see. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that is one he tacked on to the original reply you had, sir, but he's also done another one later on. Yes. I, I think I've got that here. We'll come across that shortly, I think. And speaking of Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin, 21 on Twitter, he says here, wrestling-wise, Toriano. Okay, I know who that is. And yeah, I don't get that either. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Well, we've, co- we've covered those. I- I'm, a- I'm a fan. My household is a fan. But I can appreciate how other people are not fans. Uh, he's a- loads of people love them, and he just doesn't get it. No problem. Outside of wrestling, Michael McIntyre's stand-up is fucking garbage, he says here. <laughs> I'd like to point out that he's put... I like to put out where he's put stand up in 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 inverted commas. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Because it's like uh, <laughs> it, it's it's described as stand up, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe like you know doesn't tick all the boxes for Dan there. And also, Peaky Blinders couldn't get into it, but people reckon his ace. My Peaky Blinders is a funny one because I really really enjoyed it when I first started watching it, and I was a few years behind again, so I got to watch lots of episodes and sort of binge them. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was awesome. And then it just kind of fell off a cliff for me. And I've not watched the last two seasons. Whereas my wife, uh, you know, all of her friends were telling her Peaky Blinders is fantastic. Sharon tried it. I think she did uh, a whole, the whole of the first season. Maybe I mean, Sharon will be in the chat. She can let us know. I think she did the whole of the first season and a bit of the second and just gave up because she was literally forcing herself to watch this program because she thought it was shite. Chris did that. I've started watching. I love Golden Rambi, so he was like watching Hell's Kitchen on that and on Prime. Okay, yeah. And he can't stand the way he's ranting and ranting and ranting in the first season of it. It it changes pace a little bit in later seasons, but the first one he's basically like, 
that's absolute penne, absolute dog shit. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, I'm there eating, eating up all of the abuse and everything we've thrown. Fantastic. Um, we, we've, um, I'm getting, <laughs> getting some heat thrown in the chat. Um, this is a, a deep cut. Can anyone stop staring at Mike Tyson? Oh yeah. I can see him on that. Yeah. Yeah. The Again, for, for the, for the benefit of people on the audio version, somebody's tweeted a GIF in and it's on the screen as me and Matt are talking. And me and Matt are just chatting away. And Mike Tyson is just doing the same thing over and the, over. The, the, laugh, <laughs> the laugh, the laughing one. For, yeah. context, but for context, the reason why Graham would put that in there because I didn't know that was Mike Tyson. Oh, did you not? I couldn't have picked Mike Tyson as a police lineup until about two years ago. Oh, uh, okay. He's been in quite a few of those as well. It, well, apparently <laughs> so. Because they're like, like, how? No, 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 no. He's got a face tattoo. Like, last time I remember seeing Mike Tyson was when he was at WrestleMania 14. Oh, why? Okay. So, what's that, 1998? Yeah. I haven't oh. seen, I've never seen a boxing career. I've, I've never seen him with no hair. I've never seen him with a tattoo. How would I know who that was? Yeah, no, that's a fair point, I yeah, suppose. So, so yeah, um, we'll, yeah so they're now talking about daring to get tattooed in the chat. We'll get to them in a minute, guys. We will get to you guys. Well, who's next? <laughs> who's next, sir? Uh, at UTT Rob, and he brings the chat crashing down to, to, to a low here, just by basically bursting all of our bubbles by saying, I think we all need to be honest to ourselves and say that the most unpopular thing that we all love that others don't is wrestling. <sighs> you can go off someone, can't you? Yeah, that's a good shot, Matt. That's a good shot. <laughs> he's, he's also... um. He's also done another one um, yep. up in the thread as well. So we'll get we'll we'll, we'll, dive, we'll dive back and forth between them. Yeah, he's, he says here, Rob is is next next one I've got up on my list. Here is I don't get Instagram or TikTok. They seem to be for beautiful people and beautiful things of which I'm neither. Oh, Rob, that's not true, mate. You're a very handsome fellow. Yeah, and and the face as well. The UTT uh, UTT brand is a beautiful thing to behold. Exactly. I do get what he means though with regards to TikTok. I I've not. A TikTok for the show. Chain Wrestling has a TikTok. Mr. Mags has his own personal TikTok that seems to be doing very well. And we have mm. Steve as well, a big, big, important member of the CWF. He's TikTok crazy. And my kids like TikTok and so on. I, I, again, this could be one for me, I suppose. I don't get it. And it is when you go on TikTok, it just seems like there's just low. To me, it's a way of looking at really pretty ladies on the internet without having to type in a dodgy site? I wouldn't know. Well, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't need to worry about that, do I, suppose? No, Graham, very true, very true. Graham's gone back to the start to, to catch us from the beginning. We're doing it times two, of course, so who we catch in a moment. But as you notice, we are about, we've already gone past your post, Graham. So at this point, when you get to us, we've already done your post. So you'll yes. be hating the chat about 10 minutes' time. Yes, okay. exactly. Good to have you along, Graham. Thanks a lot, my yeah, friend. And everyone in the chat, of course, we will get you in a moment. CWF. We will get you. We will do. We will do. Uh, at Mill Chris again, he says here, I was going to keep it in, but Bianca Belair. I'm sorry, I said it. So he right, just doesn't. Right, where's Bianca the block Belair. button? Where's the block button? <laughs> Are you a big fan then, Matt? Bianca Belair is, is probably the best of her generation. In terms of. I mean, the reason why she's got the ESC gimmick, it's not just a gimmick. Okay. I've never seen any. I mean, they, they did that assault course for, for when she was up against Bailey. Like, yes. And yes, it was 
an obstacle course, which, you know, most athletes could do. But then Ben also then put Otis on her shoulders and yeah. ran the length of the ring, ring with him on her shoulders. That is amazing. Yeah. That's amazing strength. And, well, I've never seen anyone do the sort of thing that she can do. She is, she, she put the EST in WrestleMania. She did mm. for me. I, I, I enjoy... I, mean, I don't watch masses of WWE. No, However, we're aware. We're, we're, we're aware. Yeah, so... But I do try and watch the pay-per-views, and I will definitely watch the big pay-per-views. But I will watch... I'd say majority of the pay-per-views throughout the year. I mean, I've got, I pay for the network on me as well. Whenever I see her wrestle, I enjoy it. I think it's good. But I... I think this goes for a lot of women's wrestling in general, to be honest. It's very, very good, but it's not top, top draw for me. It, it doesn't tick all the boxes for me when it comes okay. to that. And, but I think maybe that's because in WWE, they are still... I, I've, there's, there's a WWE way of wrestling, isn't there? Are it's you very saying, successful sorry, for them. Are you saying, sorry, oh, the only thing you want to see is a bra and panties match between Trish Stratton and Jenna Coleman? <laughs> mate honestly if that existed trust me i would have found it and worn out the tape okay <laughs> but no what I'm, what I'm saying is wwe there is a certain way of doing things and they're trained that way and when they bring certain indie wrestlers in they try and knock some of the indie stuff out of them to, to and, and a lot of people complain about it i don't see the massive issue wwe is the biggest company in the world they are successful at what they do because they have this this particular method I look at women's wrestling sometimes, and it's not all the time, and it's just a small little nitpick, I think. And I think sometimes they're wrestling that that WWE style, but because they're smaller than the men, it doesn't always work out quite how they'd want it to. When they're allowed to wrestle more individually, then yeah, fantastic. Absolutely incredible. But then when you see them do things that is very WWE, it's almost like the agents or, or the people producing the matches don't twig that some of these girls are 150 pounds rather than 350 pounds. And the move doesn't look as impactful as it potentially would with other people doing it. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'll explain that right, but that's just, no, I, I do get what you're saying. That. I do yeah. get what you're saying. That. But I also get the feeling that because we are talking about Bianca Bella herself mm-hmm. here and if they middle, Chris, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I was made, I was made, but at the same time, if you don't get it, that's that's fine. Okay, I think that if they were to enter the matches, she'd be someone who could win the Intercontinental Championship. Mm. I think that we are heading back towards the era of intergender wrestling again. Okay, because I was at CW, I was at CXW, um, week and a half ago, saw a fantastic intergender triple threat match. And it was brilliant. It was brilliant. So that's the thing. I, that, that, there's, there's a possibility of that because people are doing it on the Indies all the time. And there's some fantastic stuff out there. Mm-hmm. It does seem that WWE catches on later than everybody else, though, doesn't it? So we, maybe well, we have to they, wait a while for that. They've moved away a bit because of the PG era, but it's, it's not a PG era nowadays, is it? Well, yeah. no, I suppose. Uh, before we carry on and get into Steve-O's tweets, should we jump yeah. into the chat quickly, Matt? Because Steve-O sent us quite a bit. So it, might be, it seemed like a good place to... Uh, to stop and jump right, in to see I'm, what people are sending us. I'm going to. I've got to jump up. I jump up a little bit, unfortunately. Okay. Um, Scotty saying, "Chris was there." Nah. <laughs> no, he was. He was. 
Morty's throwing bubbles. Is he? Is Morty a West Ham fan? Um, and then we're getting pretty bubbles in the air. Yeah, <laughs> West Ham fan in the chat. Clearly. Um, <laughs> Michael McIntyre is not a comedian. He's a con man. Yeah. Oh, uh, and he's like, so lawyers. Um, we are not saying that he is. Dan Griffin is saying he is. Um, and Morty thought it was Seal in, in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, dear, that's brilliant. Um, um, and Dan Griffin saying, if Fitch gets a face tattoo, he'll subscribe to the channel. Um, there you go, then. That's worth it, surely. Morty is saying that I made a huge claim regarding um, the um, Bianca being the best of her generation. It's my claim. You know, I personally think, I think she's way better in the ring than Charlotte Flair. That's not yeah, saying much. I, she, I can she, go along with, I can, yeah. she only got her job because she is a flair. She, she, she would have, she may have got there, but she got the start because she's a flair. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair thing to say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've been told you need to watch Carmen Electra's NWL as mentioned on UTT. I heard it mentioned on UTT, yes. Maybe I'll have to Google that later on when the wife's asleep. Oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me. That's quite dangerous that you're viewing, apparently. On my family. Uh, Graham sends his um, regards regarding Livy. Um, Thank you. Bad cop moment, of course. Millwall Chris over on Twitch. He hasn't been banned yet. It's fine. Uh, is saying uh, Morty and Fitch were doing blowing bubbles to warm wine or to wine milk. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Morty's saying long term storytelling from Morty and Fitch of Dan potentially subscribing to Fitch. This is what we're all about here for sure. And also, I need to, to give a few shout outs to people who we, we did get to earlier on, of course. Yeah, sure. Who in the chat, I've got the right to the top. Um, uh, this is with uh, uh, Millwall Chris was saying, uh, Zeus, man, destruction can hope we can get to him. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. And um, there's a couple of people who were right at the start. Uh, one of them was, was who was Connor McCabe in the chat saying, Afternoon, Sire Matt. Connor, uh, hello, my friend. Indeed. And also, Stuart Pierce, referring to Stuart Pierce, we referred to him and your Livy. Uh, Stuart Pierce didn't have a high pain threshold, though, he's just a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, accurate. I can I can go along with that. I can go along. Okay, so that's all okay. come from the chat, sir. Okie doke, great stuff. To Steve-O then, at Total Steve-O on Twitter. He does say it, he does say a lot of these takes are like he's trying to have a dig at me and he apologises. It's just his fault, so it's fine. But he says, uh, firstly, you using the classic, I don't get it, I instantly do the extras gob- gobbler, is that the name? Yeah. Gobbler line? I don't know, but yeah. I don't get it. Look it up, Sai, and edit it into the audio version. I will do, Steve-O. You'll probably be hearing it now, or you will have heard it already. It will happen. Steve-O. Gorbit? I I literally couldn't find it. I'm so sorry. I know the show says I'm going to insert it in here and and so on. Couldn't find it, my friend. Do you mean Corbett, as in Ronnie Corbett? Because he was in extras. Is that an option? Uh, but even then, I couldn't find the, the quote that you, you mentioned. So if you've got a link or you've got a clip, DM it to me and I'll randomly tag it into shows for the next few weeks just to be a dickhead, effectively. You know, apologies, Steve-O. But thank you for listening. Everyone else and Steve-O, back to the show. Uh, however, onto the topic in hand, Steve-O says, I don't get how people can just endlessly be in their phones scrolling through instagram or tiktok ah see there we go now earlier on i was saying that steve-o's 
in, does TikTok. He, he's quite good at it. But obviously, he sees the same frustrations as me, I suppose. He says, it's just the same old shite. And like with Twitter, whereas there seems there's some form of use, i.e. interacting. Only in my opinion, and I know you'll hate this, side, but I can't see how anyone likes WCW. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just can't watch it, even when recommended by you guys. Why? That's a bit... I will point out that on, Twi- on TikTok, you actually can interact um, because you can do the duet things on there. Okay. So you can actually argue... You can do more interactively on there than you can on Twitter. Arguably. Okay. Arguably. Eventually. That's all Elon, way over my head, mate. Especially Elon Musk taking, taking like, a, a, like, only about a, a, a sixth of Twitter he owns now, something like that. So, but given that, soon we're going to leave Elon Musk to Twitter and we're going to take over TikTok. Be fine. Right. Be fine. Fair enough. <laughs> and WCW, to an extent, was great. And then, yeah. We know what happened. I, I, I don't need to, you know, explain David, my adoration David Arquette. for WCW. David Arquette. Like, David Arquette. Well, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. There's some fantastic WCW. Even when WCW was in its ropiest time, there'd be the odd pay-per-view that was just absolutely unreal. You know? But we're going to find out a lot about that on Nitro Nights. Look at that. What a segue. What a plug. Eh? It's, got, it's got his Danny down there. I talk about Nitro Nights. Saying scolding hot take. Yeah, it is, it Danny. Could be the hottest take ever done on Chain Wrestling. Oh, it's, it, I don't know. There's, there's something else coming and out. And Morty's no, coming to a defence here by saying, yeah. Steve-O, bloody watch Sting Springs that Pete 94 as covered by Bang Bang Podcast. And tell me you don't like WCW. Yeah. Good God. There was a lot of good in WCW, right? Li- literally in the months right before Hogan turned up. There were certain papers that were, up. yeah, and then Hogan brought in his mates. And I don't get me wrong, I love Jim Duggan, but my God, Duggan, the boss man, all these people coming in, it weren't we'll a come to that. We'll come to them later on as well, of course. Yes, we will. We will. Uh, Steve O continues. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to, to be honest. Uh, Steve O continues. Eight is stroke early 90s wrestling once again i can't stand it yet people love it oh you're gonna you're gonna love today's um wrestling topic aren't you i'm getting a headache (laughs) eight is is wrestling or all eight is wrestling it must be it must be referencing all eight is wrestling so like the nwa jim crockett promotions in 1989 potentially the, the greatest year of professional wrestling potentially yeah not year Mate, it happens. When I get passionate, my, my accent comes in even stronger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you need some, you're right. You need some, you're right. I, I, yeah. <laughs> um, Steve-O continues again. People liking the American office. This, he says in brackets here, this all seems attacks on no, you. I'm, I'm with him on this one. I'm, I'm with him on this one because um, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Because it ran for nine seasons. Yeah. Right? Ran for nine seasons. It ran for two in the UK. And, and um, Morty's, Morty's, Morty's take. Oh my god, I'm out. <laughs> um, um, it stopped on two seasons because it was enough. It was enough. You know, it wasn't. It was the right amount. It, mm-hmm. it wrapped up all the storylines and this that. Now, um, but the problem I have with it is that. In America, they went to people's houses. Mm. I'm like, that's not the office. Yeah, fair point. it's meant to be an office mockumentary. 
Yep. Why are you in someone's house? I forgive you for the quiz night in the pub in season two in the uh, in the UK always because that's a as a work event. Mm-hmm. Unless you are banging a secretary, what are you doing at home? <laughs> uh, see now, my, my... I, I pose it, my personal opinion is Ricky Gervais did the right thing and then became executive producer of One in America, so he basically got all the royalties off it yeah. and do fuck all for it. Well, he was asked a question, wasn't he, recently? Yeah. Um, which which version of The Office is your favourite? And, and Ricky Gervais's response was, my favourite is The English Office, but my accountant tells me it should be The American Office, <laughs> which I thought was a great comment. Me, personally, The American Office, I hated it when I first watched it, but it's one of those shows that's grown on me. Now, I, I love The English Office. I really do absolutely love it. When you watch The American Office, there's quite a bit in the first series that borrows from The English and it doesn't quite work because I'm I'm comparing it to the English Office. Then obviously, when you get into like, yeah, yeah, when you get into season two and so on, and the characters get more of their own storylines and so on, I, I I try and look at it then as a separate show, and I can really enjoy it then. The last two seasons though, it ain't no, that's it, it's dreadful. It's all the last the last the ending of it. It went on too long. When Michael Scott left, that's when it should have finished. The last two seasons was was woeful. Well, I, I quite enjoyed him. it. They had two without him. Yeah, they carried on tight. I, I didn't. I, I I'm going what people. I've gone for the cliff notes. Yeah, I had no idea. So that's terrible. That's the case. Um, we Millwall Chris. I've back into it. He's defending uh, Flair yep. and Steamboat three times eighty nine. How can you not love yep. it? Uh, Graham's been reading the things clearly that's been coming up. We haven't got to uh, the cucumber sandwiches thing yet. We're going to get to that in a minute. Um, but cucumber and hamster sandwiches and Graham's reading things too quickly. Before you don't do times two, Graham. Um, <laughs> um, and apparently, advocate of a list, guide the bell end. Even when you say stuff I agree with, apparently. Yeah, I think, uh, obviously not in an athletic sense, but I think Ricky Gervais is very similar to Kenny Omega. He's incredibly dividing. People either think he's wonderful and funny or he's, well, they can't stand him. Agreed. And uh, Conor McCabe actually actually slams the entire franchise down Ooh. saying both office shows suck. Oh, okay. Well, to, be fair, to be fair, if it's a case of watching those or being forced to watch Everton versus Manchester United, uh, it's uh, it's off the good and part we go. <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, oh, genuinely was, say that. That was not uh, a good time. No, um, <laughs> UK one should never been aired. Ricky is a total wombat. There's a lot of hate for the UK office in here. And yeah, Gra- Graham's coming for me with JGB. <laughs> He's caught up, I say. MGB <laughs> this week. Two on the week. Two on the week, Matt, for the record. Fair enough, sir. Fair enough. Okay. We've got, we've got more well, stuff. Now we know. Now we know. We've, got, we've got more from Steve, I believe, haven't we? We have indeed. We have indeed. Steve says here, yes, uh, it seems like all attacks on you, Si. No worries, Steve. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, mate. It's good that we can have these conversations and not fall out like half of Twitter. Um, oh, God, people that legit love social media influencers kill me. Can't get my head around it. Yeah, I'm on board with that as well. Don't get so, it. Yeah, I don't get it either. It's, I'm, again, I, maybe, maybe, maybe it's an age thing because my youngest daughter watches loads of YouTubers. And that they're gaming and they're doing makeup and they're this, like, maybe not at the yeah. same time. But <laughs> That'd be impressive. Know. Yeah, it would. But I'd, I'd watch that. I'd give that. I'd give that a go. But um, yeah, she loves it. Maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's just not for me. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the weird uh, thing is that I've, I've been a lot of time watching 
I'm going to plug it outside Xbox. Um, amazing group of, group of YouTubers who do gaming, but um, they got me through some tough times. So I can refer okay. to that. And basically, when I didn't really like before I met Korea, before I met before me and Graham started doing the podcasting thing, before I met Mags or any of you wonderful people, I was a real low air. And that was, um, I'll say the box, I'll be through it. Didn't he? Like mm-hmm. having someone to talk to, you obviously talking in the chat, sort of thing, and just nice moments. And so much sorry for that. When uh, I haven't had a chance to meet them yet, but I hope to meet them at EGX someday and actually just say thank you properly to them because they would actually, they were there for me when I need them, sort of thing. And oh, that, that's what oh, that's really hopefully, good. hopefully, we by extension can do the same for someone else out there, just take their mm-hmm. mind off stuff because what we've yeah. done during the whole pandemic. So Welcome to the CWF in the chat. If you're new to the chat, welcome. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Steve um, continues yes, here. He is still Lisa. going, isn't he? He's still going. And he says, uh, Dan Griffin will like this one. Alan Partridge, I don't see what the fuss is about. Hmm. I quite like Alan Partridge, to be fair. Yeah, I've clicked one button there, sorry. <laughs> I, quite like, yeah. I quite like Alan Partridge, to be fair. It makes he does make me laugh, but in small doses, I can watch a couple of episodes and I have to stop because he does great on me after a while. But yeah, it's, there are certain moments that are funny, you know, to me anyway. Uh, and Steve O says, "Oh God, I don't get how retail makes simple jobs so complicated. I just don't get that." Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, one more. I don't get. Oh my goodness, Steve O, you're going to get people really upset. I don't get the Mick Foley hype. I honestly can't stand him. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's mm-hmm. that's interesting. Again, though, it's everyone's everyone's opinions. Yeah, that's, that's an odd one for me. Mick Foley, you know, salt of the earth. Mick Foley, what's wrong with him? So you now we could combine two things that Steve was unsure of here. Yeah. If if you look at Mick Foley in WCW in ninety two ninety three, working with Vader and all that sort of stuff. That is brutal, really intense brawling and, and some great stuff there. And and the things that Foley was doing, jumping off the, the ring onto no mats and all sorts of stuff. Brawls with Sullivan and the Nasty Boys and so on. They're worth checking out because they are wild. Indeed. Uh, Dan Griffin in the chat is saying that Steve could fuck off. <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's yeah. welcome. Morty Even is saying... He doesn't Morty. like WCW. <laughs> Morty's saying there's a C-flat that does his amazing, annoying car detailing reviews on YouTube. He looks like a homeless Rufus Hound. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> and um, Mill Chris sharing the love. Is he the best thing since sliced bread? Oh, Which, Chris, thank you, my friend. The only thing about this, I love this about it, is that um, people say, oh, Bruce Forsyth, he's the best thing since sliced bread. Which was factually inaccurate because he was, he was born four years before sliced bread was invented. Well, so. Sliced bread is the best thing since Bruce Forsyth. There we go. There we go. So, in a way, the CWF is the best thing since Bruce Forsyth. Is that what we're saying? Absolutely. Bloody That's Absolute a T-shirt. Right there, isn't it? That's You're a t-shirt. my favourite. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I really appreciate that, Chris. And to be honest, there's a few yeah. other people as well. I'm not going to run through loads of names because you know we're already pushing an hour tonight. <laughs> I've had I've had messages, uh, DMs, tweets, and even a couple of WhatsApp messages over the last month or so with people saying how much they enjoy the show. And also people saying that they've had some times where 
you know, they, they want like like you said, Matt. They wanted their minds took off certain issues in their life, and joining in on a Monday night with us in the chat, the CWF has, has made it for them. So I'm over the moon with that. You know, I really appreciate it. The, the feedback makes it all worthwhile. And I'll, I'll mention Stevo here. Actually, Stevo said that he loves the audio version when I add the music and the sound effects and all that later in the week and stuff like that. Thank you so so much for letting us know because it really means a great deal. Yeah, I mean, it, it means it means to me it's worth me doing if people are enjoying it. I, I I was in the chat for this one. I always listen to it during the week. It pops up on a Wednesday. I listen to it during the working day on Wednesday. Oh, it's, brilliant! It's it's it's, 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 it's lovely to pass the time. Brilliant! Well, thank I'll you. Be, very I'll, much. I'll be I'll be baking a cake or something, and just not like having me here. So yeah, oh, that's awesome. No, cheers, and, man. I and, appreciate the, that. and the hairy housewife is saying, "I'm that Rufus Hound looking in my fur cleaned cars." Yes, <laughs> but, you know, we were trying to be subtle. As uh, um, if Danny's saying, "CWF for life." Yeah, great stuff. Absolutely. Great stuff. Absolutely. Speaking of Scottish Danny, any credits and well wishes he gets with that cwf for life comment there i, I kind of then get out you know i suppose get outweighed by his i don't get it take here he says jaffa well, cakes how can you not like a jaffa cake well if you're weird oh i love i love them all mate they got a blackcurrant one they they had a raspberry one didn't they there's a was there a lime one as well for a bit oh jaffa cakes mate i'm all about that the lime ones the lime ones are ridiculous at christmas you can get a whole yard of them yes you get a yard of Jaffa cakes at Christmas. You only get them at Christmas time. But yes, you get them. And we've, I remember the, the arguments that have been had in the, in the in the CW chat over this in the past about is Jaffa yeah. cake a cake or a biscuit? And it was classified as a cake to avoid tax. It's okay. officially a cake to avoid tax. Be- also, you can't dunk it. You can't no, you can't. Dunk it. You can't I don't dunk, dunk biscuits anyway. Cake. I don't dunk the biscuits anyway. We'll put you. We'll put you in um, into timeout inside, shall we? Or... <laughs> no, I never have. I've never dunked with biscuits. Yeah. Well, yeah. To, to be fair, we, to be fair <laughs> the fact the, the chat is great. Will Chris is saying, "Love a jaffa cake." It's not a biscuit. It's still not a biscuit. Uh, Morty, and it's made of cake. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I am Matt, opposite to biscuit vision, which is six of them people are spending hours just doing jaffa cakes. Just one with eating them. I'm guessing not. I didn't get a sodding invite. I didn't have oh. a protest. See, I was going to mention that actually the biscuit, the biscuit show that they did, mm. Morty and so on. You know, and just it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a good so show. It was a great <laughs> show. It was a great show. I can't, I can't wait to do another see another, see another, another something vision. Be great. <laughs> yeah. uh, Millwall Chris, we have another from him coming in here at Millwall Chris One on Twitter. He says, yeah. "My biggest bugbear is when people bang on and on and on about being at an event and bring it up all the time. What sort of a person does that?" <laughs> Oh dear, dear, dear! <laughs> I wonder, mate. I wonder. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Awkward moment. <laughs> Awkward uh, moment. I think I must have banged on for two years after being at WrestleMania 35 to anyone who will listen to me. Oh, mate! And if now, I got to a WrestleMania, I'd still be talking about it now. Oh, I, I can do, but unfortunately, we off the air at some point in the next yeah. next hour. Or so, <laughs> uh, but I could talk about Disney till the cows come home. I had so many special moments there. If you get a chance to go to Disney, guys, do do it. Because even though I like the rides and stuff, it's Epcot or Animal Kingdom. There's other stuff. You haven't got to go to the, to, to the big fries. There's other stuff you can do. They can go to the gardening festival. You can go to the food festival. You can go to the um, you can go to the Animal Kingdom and just you can spend days wandering around Animal Kingdom and not see it all. So, yeah. 
Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, we have at 80s and 90s wrestling, uh, Ja or J A. I suppose it's Ja. James, James, yes. Says here. Uh, and we've ja. got a little bit of a list. So I'm probably going to just run through them. And what we'll do, Matt, as I go run through run them. Through them. Go through them. Go through them one by one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to go through them one by one. I'll run through them. And then you just give me a yes or no. Okay. Formula okay. One. Fuck off. Star Wars. Uh, I can see why you wouldn't like it, but yeah, it's your choice. Ed Sheeran. Mitzvah, don't blame you. Doink the Clown. Uh, he or Doink quite, was good. Uh, he'll, he'll, the evil clown was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Hazen. Out. Really? See, I, I, out. he makes me laugh. He makes me laugh. No, you don't get him out. Uh, oh, I see. I thought you were kicking him out because he, yeah. No, no, don't get, nah, don't have the great. Yeah, he makes me laugh. He makes me laugh. Again, though, that's that's Charlie's influence. Charlie thinks he's funny, so it robs off of me, I guess. Um, mac and cheese. Oh, what's wrong with oh, good, a good, a, yeah, a good mac and cheese? If you had a bad one, like a peel for life, you know, it's tin, do you know, it's tin mac and cheese. Yeah. They're not good at all. That, if you had that, that would put you off, yeah. See, Charlie, again, I keep, I keep bringing her up. She's going to be the star of this week's show, isn't she? Charlie is there's certain things that she absolutely adores food wise, and mac and cheese is one of her favorites. And she has tried loads of different types. So we'll just grab them when we're out and about, you know, whether it is out of a tin or a ready meal or anything like that. Sharon makes it as well, but it's just like the convenience of, you know, when lives at football or whatever, I can chuck it in the micro and so on. Yeah. The one pound one from Iceland. Yeah. Charlie is adamant is the best mac and cheese ever. And we've got like a mountain of them in the freezer because that's, she loves it so much. She needs to try it. She needs to try my mac and cheese. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll pass that message on. She'll probably, like, you know, when she's old enough to our Twitter, she'll message her and get you sent some. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll, send, I'll send you the recipe and you can make it for us. Right? Oh, that sounds, already sounds too complicated. Um, Nando's, J.A. finally says, Nando's. Nando's, if you don't like chicken, you're not like Nando's. So it's a quiet take. People are like, well, why are we doing vegan stuff at Nando's? Because sometimes there's someone in a party who wants to treat you, for example, and they don't like it themselves. See, I've only been to Nando's once, and I did enjoy it. Yeah, you know, but it's not, I, I don't eat or that sort of stuff a lot anyway. But I, I've been, I had Nando's once, and I, I thought it was fantastic. So, yeah, there we go. We then have a tweet here from <laughs> Millwall Chris sticking up for things that Steve-O has has disagreed on. He says, "I'm sorry, Steve-O needs to be kicked out of the group. Not liking '80s and '90s wrestling or WCW is treason." But then I agree with him on the American office. <laughs> and Steve-O says the NWO is a pile of shite. Oh, my God. Steve-O, you're breaking my heart, mate. You're really genuinely hurting my feelings now. <laughs> Morty here. Morty JR5 on Twitter. Yes. TikTok, another shout out for that. Yeah, okay. We can all, I think we can all appreciate that, you know, we don't get TikTok. Mickey Flanagan. Now, that's a bit of a hot take because I enjoy Mickey Flanagan. Uh, I, I could take him or leave him. If he's on the bill, I'd watch him, but I wouldn't go and buy a ticket just to see him. Okay, but I liked him on um, like the panel show he was on. What was that? Mock the week. Mock the week. He was on for a while, wasn't he? He was on it for a while, but so yeah. was Howard. So Howard's funny. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, another shite for Game of Thrones. Yeah, no problem with that one at all. Uh, Jamie Oliver. Yep. Yeah, 
<laughs> I want, I want more like, and Fitch. I, I don't know. I'm just a right Fitch at the end there. Fitch seems alright to me. I, I don't know. <laughs> William Kitchen at the Appliance 180. He says here the TV series Friends at a shite in my view. My my parents don't like Friends, but me and my sister loved it and still do. My wife loved it when it was uh, to me. It's it's a program that's been on TV too much, like Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, I don't get. But it's just on all the time, so it kind of, I suppose, ingrains itself into your into your mind, doesn't it? You know. Hmm. To be fair, I've I've I was watching a bit of Friends this morning. To be fair, so it's something I can dip in and out. Oh, I've seen them all. Obviously, I'd wait, mm. I'd, I would. And bear in mind, anyone saying at this point, spoilers. It was. It's been done for nearly twenty years now. Right. It's okay, it's not a spoiler at this point. Right. The fact that I was like like. Take the Emily, take the Rachel moment. So it's you know the big the big shocks and all those sorts of things. And all yeah. great. And I've got to admit, big big wussy that I am. Did you get off the plane? Did you get off the plane? Yeah, yeah. I got off the plane. Whoosh, it is. <laughs> See the episode Everywhere. where where Chandler and Monica get engaged. Yeah, my honestly, I put that on. And Sharon is crying before the before the end of the music, before yeah. anything's actually happened yet, because she just knows what's because coming. You know, because you know that as far as as far as Chandler knows, Monica's left him, mm. and he hasn't. She hasn't. She's waiting for him inside the department. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I totally get that. To, totally, totally get that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Graham in the chat is annoying me. I'm going to get a minute. Morty in the chat is saying Matt would watch Mickey Fagan if he's on the bill. Uh, to be fair, if he's on the bill, I've got to sit for him to get someone better. I mean, I'll sit, I wouldn't pay to watch him on his own, but he's on the bill. He's fine. I think he means on the time. bill, as in the, the cop show. Oh no, on the on the bill of bill of service, like a better term. Um, that's like a funeral, doesn't it? Um, we'll move on. <laughs> um, move on. Dan Griffin says Ross from Friends is the biggest one of the biggest tracks yes. going. Absolutely, yes. absolutely, one hundred percent. And Dre is now whinging. Can you guys speak quicker? I'm back to times one. It's just too slow. Sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. Yeah, Graham. I, I, I think I'm, I, I think I'm talking quite quickly myself anyway. So yeah, I, this is me at top speed, mate. This is, but the problem is because we're live. You see, we he can't go at times two. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Millwall uh, Chris is saying your grandmother used to say, if ever like the same thing, that all have fancied your grandfather. That's yeah. a disturbing image. There we go. Uh, at Daddy and Alfred on Twitter. Bitch. Cucumber sandwiches and hamsters. I don't get how you can just... Cucumber sandwiches? I can understand how you can not get that. I don't get how you can not get hamsters. Vermin. Fuck them. Okay, them there we go. Set, set, them on, <laughs> set, set them on fire. Kick them out the, kick them out the window. Oh, mate, that's a bit in fact, In fact, somebody who used to be a friend of mine used to have this wonderful white hamster. Uh, I forget. I think he called. I think he called it Buffy. Is uh, this going to be a sad story, Matt? He threw it out of a second-story window. Oh, why? Why? She survived. She survived. Why? Fair play, Buffy. Yeah, she survived intact. No problem at all. Huh. Well, obviously, slight problem. She's probably got some rejection issues. That she's been washed <laughs> out of a second window. You know. <laughs> Indeed, 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 indeed. Oh, <laughs> the chat is gone. Did you see Wiki Fever? Yes, I did, Graham. I'll take a piss. Uh, Dan Grew is saying, why is Matt encoding people to fuck hamsters? I'm a doctor. That's why. Um, <laughs> and Mill Chris is saying, 
like Graham made me mistake earlier, cucumber and hamster sandwiches. Nice. Got to be grilled hamster, though, I find. If you fry them, they get too fatty. Um, Connor Knows Soccer, at Connor Knows on Twitter. He says here, Rugby. I mean, I, I, sorry, your, your, your good wife, I'm afraid, has just called to my attention. Timing there, Sharon in the chat. Wow, I don't pay attention for a bit. And I come back to Matt telling people to fuck off. <laughs> and guinea pig is definitely a delicacy in Peru. Um, <laughs> the, oh, uh, okay. apparently I'm sat in my living room and the fact that my hand stopped running for the last hour on his pissing squeaking wheel oh yeah so I'll get wife, that then my wife made him me buy him she conned me out of it when I was at COVID no I can appreciate that the wheels when they're going for a long time especially in the evenings can drive you mad can't they Matt and the of bees sorry about an animal being thrown indeed you don't like bees do you sorry no, I do like bees. I didn't like the Fergal mm. tramps who killed a bee in the bus station. They pissed me off. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit now. I've listened to it last week, and I remember you you being absolutely pony about it. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. They've got like three teeth between the five of them and shit like that. They're scumbags, mate. Yeah, and Graham saying, cucumber sandwich hamsters could be... I think you got excited there, Graham. You got to run cucumber and sandwich hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> That's a special breed. That's a special breed Abs- of hamster made just for sandwiches. Absolutely. I'm liking this. I mean, this, is, yeah. this, is all mar- this is all marketing stuff you can do here. So it's it? all marketing. It. It's, it's, you know, business ideas. Uh, last couple <laughs> we have... Last couple. I'm so sorry. Sorry, we were getting this right. on the chat. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, Connor Knows Soccer on Twitter. He says, Rugby. I really enjoy watching it. I just don't understand. Okay. Don't worry, Con. We feel the same about American football. See, that's interesting you mentioned that because Sharon is NFL crazy now. And she's she's always had like a passing interest. But this past is she, is season... She, is she a Bengals guy, is she in? No, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, thank God. Mm, is that better or worse? I'm not sure. <laughs> she she watched um, NFL this season, but she like decided I'm going to properly watch it. I'm going to properly get into it. And she watched every game that was on on Sky not just the Cowboys games. It, uh, Sunday, it, the NFL was on. And for a while, it was that situation of, I don't quite get it, but I'm enjoying it. But now, she gets it. And I, I love it. I love the fact that, I mean, I'm not a massive fan, but I'll watch the old bit of her. I love the fact that Sharon's got a sport that she sits and watches. It's fantastic. See, the problem is, is that I've watched it at Wembley Stadium. And, yes. Uh, watching it live, way better than watching it on TV. You're not going to break every five seconds because when it, you do, when it does stop, you can see them all getting things organised. Yeah. You can see the people uh, twerking on um, on uh, on pogo sticks and all that stuff on the outside. It's ridiculous. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, so, uh, but rugby, I don't get it because you just you just like Michael Carrick just passing to the side all the time. So you don't. Oh, don't start! Don't don't start like that about Michael Carrick. I, we ain't got enough time for me to go. He's, a, he's, a, he's a crab. He passes sideways all the time. Wrong! 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 Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Oh, mate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pat, oh, the, the sandwich has the bread to be flatter and he's like the same size as a slice of bread. Oh, like those square sausages <laughs> you get. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And Graham is now starting something going now because Graham is a sandwich cut with animal shaped biscuit cutters. Uh, NFL mm. getting, a lot of, getting a lot of love here. Mm. Yeah, the chat and cowboys. So I die here. Speaking of bees, 
Did you see what Steve O did Rose Bees on the latest Jackass film? Why was the feature of I've not seen the latest oh, Jackass no. film. I haven't seen it yet, Graham, you know, because you know, I'm thirty-seven, I'm not twelve. See, I like Jackass, mate. My god, yeah, but you've got a minor twelve year old, that's fine. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean when when Liv came home uh, from the hospital on her crutches. The first thing I did was sit down, grab a crutch, and she sat in the other armchair. And we realized that because obviously she can't move around now, so we can't scrap and stuff, but we can sword fight with her crutches from one seat to the other. So, and that was literally the first thing we did. And Sharon was just like, You two are unbelievable. But I was, I was you genuinely excited. Are going, you, are, you are absolutely unbelievable for sure. And you, we, we seem to have some, some, um, like some like for like flirting going on between Morty and your, and your wife here. Uh, Sharon liking, I like Adam Page as well. Um, at Morty, I meant Dallas, but Adam Page the cowboy. I'd definitely go on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's not. It's not a hidden fact. It's not a hidden fact. Trust me. Yeah, no, we're we're aware. We're aware. What would happen if you two, if you and Sharon, were having a mixed tag match with with Adam Page and Trish Stratus on the um, Well, it wouldn't be fit to be aired on television. It'd have to be pay per view. But you know, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Graham loving the Dallas Cowboys have a rating shown on their helmet. Um, oh dear. That's that's a, that's a that's a low blow, Graham. I believe Dolphins fan that you are. Um, accurate assessment aside, mental age. We love a five star minutes at penis joke yesterday. Yeah, well, the recording for the Doctor Who pod this week comes out uh, tonight, midnight, I suppose. So Tuesday, the official release day. You got to listen to after the show. I, I I cut this bit out of the show, but I tagged it on the end for people who would be interested in listening. It's just a, a, a willy joke, and we giggle like a pair of child, pair of children for like. I think I clocked it at three and a half minutes, genuinely, that we just couldn't stop laughing, and it, it, I had to cut it out of the show because it got to the point where it was literally disrupting what we were doing. Indeed, <laughs> Dan had Indeed. to turn his camera off because every wow. time I looked up and we saw each other, we'd start laughing again. We just couldn't get anything done. So, yeah, Neil Chris, we'd like to pay to see you versus Stratus. I'd pay to see me versus Trussers, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the lawyers can do that, unfortunately. Any more? Any more? So is that all? We have one more. One more. A good friend of the show at Handy T One TF. Brilliant, brilliant fella. Has supported chain wrestling, uh, the SJP show I used to do, all, all sorts of stuff since the very, very beginning. He says okay. he doesn't get buffalo wings. What? What's done to get about buffalo wings? Well, I'm going to ask a question now that might get a, a similar squeaky voice from you there, Matt. I don't... Uh, w- what is a buffalo wing? What's it on about? It's a chicken wing covered in buffalo sauce. Oh, okay. Well, no, I like chicken wings. Yeah. Mm. That's all it is, a chicken wing covered in buffalo sauce. That's all it is. Okay. So what's yeah. buffalo sauce? Um, I've got to admit, I've never made it. <laughs> Okay. I've got to I've never made it, sir. Okay. But it's, uh, well, if it's chicken, I'll eat it. I love chicken. Oh, who doesn't like chicken? There you go. There we go. Ah, so there we are. Thank you so, so much, everybody, Ooh, for sending Graham, me in. Graham's telling you that they are growth, but they're popular in the America. I agree with this take. Ah, okay, fair enough. And that's interesting as well, because Handy is, is from the States. So it's interesting that... Uh, People from the states are messaging and saying, "Yeah, they're they're, they're grim." So, okay, fair oh, enough. Yeah. Just a hot sauce, apparently. And Milk is saying, oh, "I didn't eat wings at all." Um, 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 you've got um, Dan Griffin offering you a favour. Uh, he can DM Trish for if you like. Yeah, he he takes great pleasure in you know 
reminding me that Trish Stratus follows him on Twitter. The only way that could be any worse is if Jenna Coleman followed him as well. Indeed. And Sharon said it'd be the quickest <laughs> match ever. Uh, uh, Morty, the last thing for, for before we before we dive before we dive into the uh, into the uh, other stuff. Um Cy, mine and Fitch show is just purely just us laughing. If we cut it, we would have no show. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. I was listening to one this morning, actually. What was I listening to this morning? Because I'm behind on so many. So I listened to a couple, and I listened to something new, and I go back, and I listened to one this morning. And honestly, you guys, you crack me up. It's great stuff. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, thank you so, so much to everybody who has tweeted in, who has been in the chat, and so on, talking about I don't get it. We've had some great subjects there, and quite a few I agree with. Some I do not. Some I think are shocking takes, steve Love you, man. <laughs> Bloody yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I suppose that concludes the non-wrestling topic, Matt. Shall we get into a bit of wrestling? Ooh. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Okay. The winner of the poll this week was the Battle Royal at the Albert Hall. The match itself, not the actual event, as as everyone knows with chain wrestling, we only look at one match a week. This is why I wasn't sure. I'm gonna make sure when I was doing this, I was like, Am I doing the whole <laughs> event? Or see, I say that I say we only look at one match a week. Maxi quite often bends the rules to suit his own narrative, he's quite naughty like that. But there we go. Um, the battle royal at the Albert Hall first broadcast in October 1991, apparently on a Thursday night, Matt, which seems a was. one for me. It was. Um, other thing about this, of course, it was this is how long ago it was. This was shown on Sky um, Sky Sports Box, Sky so, Movie Plus, also Sky Movie, Sky Movie yes. Box, Sky Movie Box Office, not Sky Sports. When I think about it, of course, I'm thinking about it, man, mm. of course. And it was sponsored by that wonderful, um, credible source of information, the Daily Star. The Daily Star. The Daily Star in 1991. Oh, imagine what the headlines would have been on there. Yeah, Sky so, Movies so Plus was something else as well, wasn't it, that they showed it on? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not, sure, not sure what, but yeah. Yeah, and it's... I mean, straight away, the show, for me, it seems a little odd at the time because Hogan was your world champion and he's not there on an event that they're filming and they've made a big deal of from abroad. I, I appreciate it's a European tour. Hogan didn't always do the European tours. I get that. But straight away, I'm thinking, okay, where's your champion on a, on a tour abroad? It wouldn't really happen now. I, mean, I suppose Lesnar doesn't always go to these European tours if he's champion, but yet he'll still go out to Saudi Arabia and so on. So it seemed odd that Hogan wasn't on the European tour at all. But that's the way it is. That's the way yeah, it is. It gets, it gets brought up later on, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's about 5,000 people in attendance, apparently, yeah. which is, you know, for a WWE show, especially in 91, a fairly decent attendance for a non-pay-per-view, non, you know, it's effectively a glorified house show, this event. And yeah. yeah. It, it's a 5,000 attendance, and I'll tell you what, they don't have to make some noise, Matt, don't they? It's designed, it's designed to, um, because obviously, normally when you've got like an orchestra or something in they're designed to reverberate the sound. Yes. Designed for that purpose. So it was it was a perfect arena for it. Why wrestling hasn't been back there properly in a long time, I will have no idea. I mean, I've never been. I was like little smaller show for that. My sister's been to every Harry Potter film that's been shown there. Yes, film, 
because they put the, they also had the orchestra there playing all the music oh, at the why? same time as the film was being shown, and it's phenomenal apparently. So that it's really incredible. it's fantastic for for sound. Mm. So the uh, the the crowd were hot during this. They were they were yeah. they were loving it, um, and uh, of course. The reason why Lady Star, as it said in the chat, you could only get your tickets through a ballot in the Star. You couldn't buy them. Yeah, yeah, Millwall Chris. I wasn't aware of that. Thank you, Millwall Chris. That's that's brilliant. You can only get tickets through the ballot in the Daily Star newspaper. You couldn't buy them. Man, could you imagine that? A gang of you wanting to get tickets, and imagine, some of your mates, it? some of your mates get them, some of you don't. Bloody hell! Can you, can you imagine WrestleMania being held in United Kingdom, and you can only get tickets through the Sun? <laughs> no one would fucking buy them. Well, I don't know about that. It was still sell out. It was still sell out. It would, unfortunately, a lot of degenerates. But yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, I like the place as well. It's Beautiful. when you're watching the matches and you're watching the the, the main event and so on. Uh, the everyone knows what a wrestling arena looks like. Of course they do. But this here is not a wrestling arena. This is a a place that is holding a wrestling show, and the differences are are quite apparent all over the place with yeah. the balconies, the archways, the steps, the curtains everywhere. And I think it looks fantastic, Matt. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. Uh, I've never, we've never seen anything in America on this sort of grander scale, really, have we? Mm. I mean, the closest in recent times is when uh, NXT UK held an event at the Blackpool Ballroom. Yeah, that looked really good as well, didn't it? Yeah, that looked, that, looked, that, looked, that looked great. Yeah, I like those sort of things where it's done a bit different. Now, I suppose it goes back to pay per view sets as well. When the pay per view sets had had a stage, had a different like the uh, King of Ring chair. Sorry, like a big King of the Ring chair they have. Yeah, like a thing. different, um, hmm. like a different presentation sort of thing for hmm. each one. And, and the, the gravestone for Judgment Day, that sort of thing. Yeah, and the sort of the, swinging the, hooks and the backlash. Yeah, yes. that's it. Yeah, we're, uh, we're on the same on the same page here. There's a big S for SummerSlam. Yes, yeah, I love the all that sort that. of stuff. It's I love absolutely. it. It's great. Yeah, you're, you're not. You know, it's all so generic now. You know, but this show, this fe- this feels like a big deal watching it back, but it probably feels like a bigger deal than it actually was. I suppose because. Yeah. Nothing really of, 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 I suppose, importance happens on this show. There's no title changes. The Bulldog wins a Battle Royal. Uh, and it's, it's, an, it's an entertaining show. Yeah. But it's not... It feels more important than it actually is, I guess. Maybe that's the setting. I'm not sure. Um, definitely. Um, also, the fact of... I mean, even from the top of the... Bed uh, mind, you've got everyone resting on the card twice, it feels like. Yes. Yeah. Which is fine because it's a very you know, old-fashioned way of doing things as well, isn't it? A lot of those, a lot of house shows and uh, especially uh, UK shows were that way. A lot of indie shows do it this way, of course. Over here, yeah. um, I've been to the LGN wrestling. I've been to see, uh, I've been to see CXW, of course. Both times they had battle royals or Royal Rumble matches, and everyone in those matches competed on the card at our points as well. Mm. So uh, it's not unheard of, and to be fair, it's not encouraged. Mm, yeah, we saw. A company called Welsh Wrestling at um, Treco Bay when we went on holiday there. And I yeah. love Treco Bay, it's a lovely little place. Uh, and they, we've been there a couple of years and we didn't twig that they actually had a wrestling show on every Monday afternoon in, in like their showdown sort of little bar bit. Oh, wonderful. So we went along and first of all, it was good. It was a decent show, but they only had maybe six wrestlers. So you had a one on one match, a tag match, 
another one-on-one match, and then another tag match with just variants of the same guys all the time. So they put on a whole show of just like six wrestlers. And it then worked. they had the, the troopers, they called them. Mm. So I suppose it's like the, is it Redcoats? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's similar to that, but they call them the troopers. They would stand on the stage with a microphone, encouraging the kids to chant for the wrestlers. And that just, that made me, oh, it was so annoying hearing them just chanting over and over and over into their microphone. Uh, it's you know? a microphone. I get what you mean on that sort of thing, but yeah. there's always that they actually do have, um, because it happens all the time at the indie shows in the UK. Uh, there is always someone in the crowd whose job it is to get the crowd yeah. going, sort of thing. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, but you said there's always somebody in the crowd who's doing that, yeah. even if they're not being paid to. You did have had half a bottle of whiskey usually uh, in the old <laughs> in the old days. Um, they'd be more happy to do that. And to be fair, this was the crowd were well behaved, but hot for this. They were, yeah. they were really up for this. Yeah, that was, they, yeah, and well, I suppose we'll come to the intros now. I like this because everyone got an individual entrance got with their music yeah. yeah, and and introduced to the crowd, even though they, they'd all been out once already. They got the introduction to the crowd and so on. They, they made it a big deal. Yeah, and that made I, it feel important, didn't it? I did have problems with it though, before we started, before we get to the intros. Uh, one thing they had, first of all, the country Monsoon mm-hmm. and obviously Heenan. Yeah, Phenomenal. But they also had um, Alfred Hayes. They did, yes. Fantastic. I, that, that's great. It's then the announcer um, who announced <clears throat> this following contest is scheduled for one fall. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> how can a battle royal be scheduled for uh, one fall? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I missed something here. I skipped too far in the network. No, oh, I was fine. I mean, to be honest, that's not the worst thing that guy ever did. He was wrapped up in some really dodgy stuff. I will take your word for it, sir. I did not Google him. Uh, <laughs> I he was, if, if I've got this guy right, which I'm fairly certain I have, he was involved in grooming of young boys. And, we and will so leave him on. out yeah. of the equation, not a, then. Not a good look, mate. Not a good He's look. He's not the thing, that's for sure. Yeah, and apparently he wasn't convicted because, and this has come out quite recently, he wasn't convicted because the FBI wanted, basically said to him, We'll we'll let you off on on that if you testify against Vince in the steroid trial. This is what's sort of coming out more recently, but again, the details I'm a bit foggy on. I've not read up on it, but that's but kind of I, the gist I'm I, getting at the moment. Well, so to avoid any legal verification, we'll move on. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Liable. I think so. Okay, we've um, got entrances, of course. Yes, so the, the Legion of Doom, the Bulldog, all the guys you'd expect to get a big pop. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Obviously, at this early, early stage in his career, seeing the Undertaker work as a heel and be booed—that was fascinating to me. It was, it was also weird because I'm used to hearing the whole. I'm used to hearing a much deeper music. I'm used, mm-hmm. to, I'm used yeah. to seeing the smoke and everything. You've seen the, the hat, the cloak, and almost almost hovering. It feels like down the. Down it. He was walking through like a normal man. It was like, yeah, you're not the Undertaker I know and love. Yeah, I mean, a year, a year he'd been in the company at this stage, not even that, not even yeah. that. I don't think, no, you'd, I think this well, maybe get on for that, but not not far off it. No, mm, 11 um, months, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird how many legends are in this match, how many people in this you think legit. I think any one of these people, in theory, if we weren't in the UK, could have won this match. Mm-hmm. We all know who we all knew who's gonna win it going into it, of course. Yes. Um, 
of course, between the Rockers and the Barbarian entering, of course, you've got Brain complaining that Hogan's not there. Quote, too busy making movies. <laughs> and too scared to face Flair. Yeah, brilliant. Which, is, which actually is, is actually in context a meta joke because, of course, it never happened, did it? WrestleMania mm. happened on Monday no. Night Raw, but never happened on uh, but never happened on WrestleMania. We should have. Well, yeah, apparently it was supposed to be WrestleMania Eight, wasn't it? That this was going yeah. to be the main event. For it. It was but the house be, yeah. shows, the house shows drew very, very poorly. So they changed their mind and they switched it all around. And I think, to be honest. It, it benefited us as wrestling fans because Hogan was always going to work a Hogan match. So him working Sid at WrestleMania 8, we still get the Hogan match. But we also got Flair and Savage, which gets overlooked a bit, I think, at WrestleMania well, 8. It's a bit of a low-key banger, that one. Flair and Savage at WrestleMania 8 is fine. I have a problem with the fact of Sid had to kick out of the Hogan leg drop mm-hmm. because Shango misses Q. Yeah, because Papa Shango didn't come out on time. <laughs> I yeah. know it. Yeah, I mean, like... Uh, so technically speaking, Sid has kicked out of the uh, yeah. of the Hogan Lego because it's canon now, of course. Yeah, that's um, it. Oh, brilliant stuff. Brilliant yeah. stuff. And then of course the real world champion he's announced as Rick Flair. Ooh. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest pop, of course, is for the person who comes out last, which of course is uh Hot Rod. Yeah, he got a great reaction, didn't he? Yeah, Monty Piper in this era is so cool. With the, the 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 lighter color in his hair, coming to the ring in the black t-shirt rather than the sort of traditional white, I guess. And the matches he put on around this time as well. I mean, he, he, he we mentioned WrestleMania eight just then. Piper versus Brett at WrestleMania eight, that's fantastic. Yeah, you know he's involved. In, oh, just so good, man. Piper was amazing, and he does stuff in this Battle Royal that I think are brilliant as well. You know, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. Um, Tito Santana. He wrestled Ric Flair earlier in the day when he makes his entrance. You can see he's wrestled Ric Flair earlier in the day because his chest is a state, isn't it? Indeed. Mark from those chops. Indeed. I mean, Davy Boy had just been in a match with the Barbarian before he came, yeah. we came back out of this match. He'd literally just, just come off and went straight back out again for Battle Royal. Yeah. <laughs> the credit where it's due for a man who was not in the better shape at this part of his life either, to be fair. Mm. He was in a bad place as well. Yeah. So, I mean, Flair, Piper comes out last, as you mentioned, Matt. Yeah. And he goes straight for Flair. Yeah. And they just start brawling and they end up outside the ring. They're brawling around the outside of the ring as well. I, I loved that. I loved that because the crowd were yeah. really into it. But not just them two. It was everyone who began to have a night paired off in the ring yes. straight away. And I loved that. They kept everything going on through the night. And it all came into a head in this battle roar tonight. And I loved it. It was, mm. it was such a good storytelling, even in 91. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I think... And this is where I suppose I'm going to get to the, the actual subject of battle royals themselves. I'm not a massive fan of a battle royal. I find that there's too much going on at the start for me to focus on any one particular thing. And then, so, so you're missing out on potentially moments that you want to see because your eyes aren't are drawn somewhere else or whatever. And then, effectively, you're waiting for it to get down to the last three or four anyway. So a lot of the middle stuff doesn't matter. And, you know, this one here, the entrances helped. But there's so many times now where they go to a break, come back, and the ring's already full. Or everyone comes out at once and they just play some generic music. That oh. I'm not a fan of, you know? Matt, Matt Tom, they do the pre-WrestleMania Battle Royal for mm. WrestleMania, like, 21, 22. They'd walk out to their show's theme song. Yeah. I mean, I was WrestleMania for 
Yes, it's been 35. And obviously, I witnessed the women's battle royal and the honor of a giant and more battle royal. And every and most people walked out on their own before we had a few people for the uh, for obviously being shown on the pre show who had the entrances, including that idiot Colin Jost from uh, Saturday Night Live. What the fuck was he doing on that show? Did they fool him at all? No idea, mate. No idea. The image we get here, though, the, the image we get here of the ring full of these people. Yeah. And then on the on the outside, you've got a couple of referees, a few managers as well. And then you can see the crowd because it's they're, they're quite steeply stacked, the crowd behind they them. Are. And you've got the curtains and the balconies all around as well. That image, when it starts, I think is, is just fantastic. It's a really striking image to, to start the contest. I've got the goosebumps thinking about it again. Right. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it, was, it was right what you need. It's right what you need. Because I go, here we go, boys. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And then Flair and Piper battling on the outside and so yeah. on. Really good stuff. Um, speaking of Piper, he eliminates Nasty Boy Nobs. I've got this. For this first is note. so good. Yeah, but it's, but the, obviously, we've seen like uh, Piper's obviously known for being a fjord dirty move here there, and there and you the, the poke the eye one thing you do quite yeah really really well poke to the back yeah well he's, he's teetering isn't he he's like trying to get his balance on the apron and he just literally just gives him a tiny little touch and off he goes oh, that tickled me that really made me laugh it, it did it did that's exactly what we're here for we're here for that sort of carny sort, sort of thing that's yeah. brilliant and he really sold it as well to be fair he really sold it did knobs yeah that, that, I mean the crowd are the crowd are still massively into this at this point mm. there's a big pop for when Piper does eventually eliminate Flair as well. The crowd enjoy that because obviously they're, they're not fans of Ric Flair. Huge pop for that. Huge pop for that. Mm. Uh, Heenan sold it as well. Amazing. Quote, what do I need a teapot for? I could buy all the silver in London. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> and and the thing is... He is so good on the mic. That's what they're battling for. The, the winner of this Battle Royal effectively gets an old Russian tiern. And it's just like... that. That seems... That's so random. It's just like... Yeah. I mean, like... If that was brought out now, uh, I could make something a baseball bat to it because of the current world affairs. Well, I suppose. Yeah, very um, strange. Very strange. Yeah, very, very strange. But it's fair. It looked like a, it was a decent trophy, I suppose, for its time. It just, yeah, I mean, when it looked like as as like almost the, the sort of side view of it, I'm thinking, okay, that looks quite nice. Almost like the old, um, the old English Division One trophy with a the wider bottom and the handles which we, that come which, which we won 18 times yes yeah going yeah going yeah. going back to that time yeah. yeah but then when it when it expand round it had this bloody hose like, it, had, it had a nose on the front yeah <laughs> brilliant like a big silver urn like the sort it was of thing ridiculous get, wasn't it sort of thing you get your tea and your coffee from when you work on a building site or something isn't it yeah. when you go on your break it's just so weird and random oh. it, was, it was it was odd it was it was so odd yeah yeah, I mean, we. I suppose we get we get those we get those moments at the start of the match, mm. and then the the middle of the match kind of it, it is what it is. People are getting knocked out one by one, and yeah, all the numbers down. Aren't it they? was really weird because uh, you had the poor man's John Morrison eliminated. That yes, that is me saying not reminding it to the way around this time because we don't talk about Marty um, anymore, do we? Uh, okay. He talked about himself, didn't he? Um, he. Uh, he was eliminated. No one cared about him being eliminated, of course, which is good. Uh, but then you hear chops being thrown by Flair. You hear them yes. being thrown. And I'm like, where's the woo? 
Yeah, because it's not happened yet. It's not. It's, it's weird, woos? isn't it? I, I'm like, where's the woos? Yeah, you know, electric company is open for business. He's lighting you up, but yeah. where? But no wooing. It just felt really weird. Yeah, really, that's really weird. Again, I suppose similar to the Undertaker, isn't it? Mm. Coming and, and and not quite having the finished article. I suppose that we're used to yeah. in year, in later years. He's certainly not the guy who not only has who has two wings in the in the Hall of Fame, not just the one. Yeah, there sure. we go. <laughs> um, eventually, we we sort of sort of teeter down to effectively mm. the final four. I mean, we get an interesting moment going into that with Piper eliminating the Undertaker and yeah, the Undertaker and, and dragging that, him straight back out again. Just before that happened, of course, it's the shriek from Paul Bear on the outside. So good. Mm. Paul Bear, rest in peace. You were amazing, uh, William Moody. Uh, he's like, I don't know. And the urn as well, just the way he'd motion with the urn and get the Undertaker's attention and so mm. on. It's so different to what we had, even literally just maybe 18 months, two years later. It was, it was, it was just, you could see the formation of the character, obviously, but it was. It, it was so uh, so much, such early days for it, wasn't it? It was. It it really, really was. And as you say, on the outs after they he they limited each other basically. Uh, mm. He um they were then fighting on the outside, and I think like I think at the time, oh, take you in his prime, his pipe in his prime. That would have been a that would have that been a been, match. Yeah. That would have been a match. To see, yeah, that would have been a real match. To see, we never we never got to see that. I don't think so. Mm. It's a shame, but the crowd really loved it. it. The crowd were the crowd were into it. Though. Yeah, yeah, the crowd exactly. were into it. The outside, again, for it's, sure. it's characters that they the characters they're interested in. You know, yeah, engaging with each other. I suppose absolutely. The, the final four we have the bulldog, the boss man, the mountie, and typhoon. So two heels, two faces. They separate yeah. off effectively, don't they? And, and they yeah, have well, like a little meeting. Well, Mountie and Bath Bossman had a big rivalry at the time, of course. Because yes, Mountie, of course, was locked up by. Uh, boss man, mm-hmm. and he was actually referred to as the cotton vict by uh, by yeah. Ian, I think. Keeps I, yeah, which was brilliant, yeah. so uh, fantastic. Uh, I, I love boss man's work, both of the both of the face and of the heel, um, throughout his career. Um, and he really got a shine in the battle royal, he really, yes. did, really, did yeah. Great, I mean, even job. the way he went out he, for a guy his size, he was incredibly athletic and incredibly quick on his feet, yeah. And even the way he went out, he was kind of. I suppose it's called a low bridge, isn't it? Where they pull the top rope down. Yeah. And bridge. then, yeah. And he, he ends up sort of effectively running himself out of the ring to a degree over yeah. the top rope that's been pulled down. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and even that looked incredibly quick, incredibly speedy, a quite a big athletic bump at the he end. Could move. You know, yeah. Incredible stuff. That that basically leaves the Bulldog against the Mountie and Typhoon. They're going to start working both, together. Both of whom under... Um... Your, your your favorite man, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart, yes, yes, very true. They team up for a little while, uh, and this is the first moment of the match, I think, when the crowd kind of peter out a little bit. They they kind of quieten down a touch here, but they quickly come back when there's a mistake between the Mountie and Typhoon, and Typhoon splashes the Mountie in the corner, doesn't he? Yeah, and the crowd really started. Start, started to build back up again. Bear in mind, bear in mind, it's probably three and a half hours into the event. The crowd been through a hell of a lot already, mm. and even with the sound going being great, I mean, as you can see above us, obviously the crowd, you know, was stacked up high. This is mm. the actual event. Um, it was, it was a long night. It was a long yeah. night for wrestling so. in the UK, of course. On a school night as well. 
Um, eventually, the Mountie is eliminated, kind of by Typhoon by accident. It kind of yeah, Bulldog ducks out of the way. Yeah, and, and um, he sort of bundles him, doesn't he? And he, off he goes, sort of thing. Yeah, it, it, to be fair, it's probably the I've seen this spot so many times in Rumbles over the years. I've never seen it done as cleanly as this. Okay. This is the cleanest I've ever seen. The, oh my God, I'm in here by mate on top rope sort of thing. I've never seen it done this well. And by a big man like maybe, Do you think maybe that could be because of the size of Typhoon? So the power you think is going to... Because if you've got a smaller guy bumping into the Mountie, <laughs> He may he may have to throw himself over the top rope to get the spot done. Whereas with Typhoon bumping into him and the size difference, the the, the bit the extra weight and the size to Typhoon makes it look more convincing potentially. I don't know. Very possibly, very possibly. In Greenback School Night thing, um, Mill Chris was actually had quite the next day apparently. He says there, yeah, he does indeed. Yeah. He does. <laughs> indeed, indeed, absolutely. So yeah, I, the size definitely helped in that side of things mm. for sure. Yeah, and then eventually, as everyone is fully aware, the bulldog wins. Yeah, basically the crowd was abs- the crowd was rabid. For yeah, Boy going Smith. wild. They were going wild. Yeah, we then get a moment that I forgot happened. To be fair, yeah, it, yeah um, obviously, uh, uh, earthquake comes back down to rejoin Typhoon. Who yeah, there's a few of them, isn't there? Yeah, earthquake and Typhoon come down together to uh, to attack David Boy Smith. And then we get one of the most wholesome moments in wrestling history with one of the last ever appearances mm-hmm. of the eighth wonder of the world. Yes. Yeah. Andre the Giant comes down to make the save on a crutch, not looking well at all, to be fair. He doesn't look in no, a great condition. Doesn't look in great condition because he just had knee surgery, mm, they said. Yeah. It was more than that, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it but, absolutely um, was. But um he was but he was but he was playing out to best he could, and he was swinging that crutch. The crutch, well, a giant swing a crutch. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's, pretty <laughs> dra- it's a pretty dramatic sight. A pretty dramatic sight. Yeah, and, and you know, it's a knocker. It was a wonderful moment. Davy Boy Smith had to roll out the ring to bring the heels with him because Andre at the time physically couldn't get in the ring. So they sort of went out to the floor for Andre to make the save before the bulldog got back in the ring to celebrate. And then, which, they shook hands, which was which was what. Um, yeah, what, and that was what, great. Like a magic hand of a child, it was though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's that's basically the end of the match. The bulldog gets his tear and he gets to go off and uh, take it to the building site he works on and share it out with everyone there. I suppose if that's if that's his thing. But it was a very wholesome result. The only way it could have been, could have been any better was if Piper and um, Bulldog were the last two, and then that crowd would have been unbelievable, probably. But it was, yeah, I guess. It was. I mean, bear in mind, anyone was there that day, except for you, Chris, um, got to see one of the last times that Andre Giant ever was in a wrestling arena. Mm. One of the last yeah. times. Yeah. So be proud I mean, of that. A couple of things I want to quickly cover because I'm, I'm yes, sort of keeping half an eye on the time. A couple of things I want to quickly cover before we get on to our links for next yes. week and our ratings of the match itself. Um, first of all, Real, real sign of the times, I think. This is, you know, 1991. It's, what's that, 31 years ago now, it would be, isn't it? Is that correct? Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Now, in this battle royal, there's 20 men. Eight of them died by the age of 61. That's yeah. incredible. That is that is insane. And whether it's, you know, Kerry Von Eric with a suicide or heart attacks or what, whatever. And it's, it's just... A real uh, now, I'm glad the wrestling business 
it has its problems of course it does but it's not the same as it was way back when so eight out of 20 but virtually half just shy of half of the of the field in the battle royal dying before before hitting 62 effectively the old the eldest who passed away was 61 which was Roddy piper mm, and, and they were all through heart related issues suicides drugs and so on incredibly sad incredibly sad the, the only good thing about it is that 10 of the people in this battle royal are in the hall of fame well there we go Indeed. um i'm going to read a quick bit out here uh matt i nearly called you mags then oh that was a close one that was a close one not an early one you had to follow me arms didn't you like, like go on <laughs> uh i got a couple of dms from Millwall chris with a couple of quick stories about being at the event so if i'll just uh run Indeed. through what he sent me he says here between the matches he went off for a toilet break or to get a drink don't remember which one obviously not wanting to miss any action i'm going to be as quick as possible as I turn onto the concourse, I just managed to stop myself bumping into two gentlemen. As I stood there, I realized it was Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. I stood there slightly aghast and unable to say anything coherent. Heenan just kind of laughed and they went into one of the boxes to do the, to film the links between the matches. Not sure to this day whether my three friends believed me. That's a great story, isn't it? Eh? That's Monsoon's story. not a small man. Even when he was even in his yeah. later years, he's he not a small man. A giant fella. Exactly, he, that, the reason why they called it that position Gorilla, mm. after all, it was after him, yes. of course. Uh, Mill Chris continues, Being 1991, Kayfabe was still alive. The faces and the heels arrived by separate coaches. One man arrived shortly after by himself in a black cab. That man was one half of the Rockers. No, not Scottish Juggalo's hero, Marty Janetti. <laughs> Sean Michaels. I'd like to think that he missed the coach due to having a big shit when the coach left the hotel. But I... <laughs> no, the tone, Chris. <laughs> but I suspect he had probably been on the piss all night and just missed it. I asked, did you get to um, interact with the wrestlers at all coming off the coach and so on when Chris was, was at this yeah. event? And he said here... Um, his mate was feeling a bit brave or stupid, depending on which way you look at it. And he called Typhoon a fat. See you next Tuesday. For a moment, I thought he was going to just pile through the group of people and rip his head off. Fortunately, he didn't. So that's, uh, well, thankfully he didn't because Typhoon was a big fella as well. So yeah, great stuff, man. Great stuff. And, and this is a nice one to finish on as well. It's only years later, Chris says, that I realized how lucky I was to have seen The Undertaker, Piper, Bossman, Bulldog, Legion of Doom, Andre the Giant, Kerry Von Eric, Ric Flair, and of course the greatest ever horseman, Paul Roma. And I said I'm going to block you for that horseman comment, but the rest of them, the rest of that list, well, 100%. Well, absolutely. I've got one more thing in the com- in the in the chat from Mill. Okay. When Typhoon was eliminated, he landed right in front of him and his mates. Brilliant, brilliant. Apparently, you can see Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was was going to get the that. Nasty Boys match. Uh, when he was. Uh, pass he said eliminated when time eliminated he slanted right in front of Millwall Chris apparently uh, okay so we've done we'll see if we get a camera angle there but Chris did mention in a message you can see him when the rockers get beat by the nasty boys earlier in the card he sort okay. of drops his head into his hands because he was a big rockers fan so oh we'll have to keep an eye out for you buddy we'll have to keep Absolutely. an eye out for you Scottish Day is saying yes my hero Marty let's do that uh, <laughs> and uh, Dan Griffin so still love having a chat that shuts up the time with Matt and sorry it is great really appreciate it and again it's been fantastic people joining us all evening absolutely yeah. awesome Matt out of 10 then our rating for this match what are you thinking what are you thinking uh, now bear in mind you're probably looking at a higher rating than usual because you hate Battle Royals 
So I'm going to, I'm going to like, I finally enjoyed it personally. Okay. I mean, it's not, I mean, is it the best match I've ever seen in my life? No, of course not. But given everything that's involved, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a solid eight because I, because for me, it had everything in it. It had moments you could cheer for, it had moments you can catch your breath. It had, you know, there was something, there was something going on. Mm-hmm. It was a good thing about Royal. Nothing was the Battle Royal, it's stale. Uh, but also the fact of the names that were in it, they were all big yeah. names. It wasn't like they had like two big names and the rest of them were all jobbers. These mm-hmm. guys, okay. any one of these guys, you thought, okay, this guy could legit- legitimately good enough and over enough to win this. Yeah, okay, eight, fair enough, mate. Fair yeah, enough. So I'm I'm eight. yeah, no, okay. Um, I'm torn really because I don't enjoy Battle Worlds, as you rightfully pointed out, Matt. However, I did enjoy this. But I've got to kind of put it fairly with regards to ratings I've given other matches, so it's not sort of contradict myself. Now, the beginning I enjoyed, the ending I enjoyed, the middle it kind of stalled for me. Yeah. So uh, to me, this is good. It's above average, but it's not great. So I'm giving it a a, a six out of ten. I'm giving it a six out of ten. So that's for me, mate. Okay. I suppose only thing left now is to decide where we go next week. Whether that is me and Matt, me and Mags, me and somebody else. Who knows what will happen next week? It's a magical mystery tour at the moment with us. But Matt, what have you got for us? Where are you linking? And hi. I'm linking. Bear in mind, you can link for a variety of things in general wrestling. And I had to go back and make sure you haven't done something before. I know you haven't. Um, I'm going to stick with match type. Okay. To annoy you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a battle royal. Uh, this is a battle royal like one you've never seen before. Well, you probably have seen before, but you have, but there hasn't been one like it since either. I'm going to the year 2000. I'm going to, I'm going to April 1st, um, 2000 at the Anaheim Pond in Anaheim for WrestleMania that'd 2000. Be, that'd be WrestleMania, yeah, WrestleMania 2000. The WrestleMania which only had one singles match, and it was the Cat versus, versus Terry. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm going to <clears throat> the Hardcore Battle Royal for the Hardcore Championship. <laughs> now, I do remember that, and it is crazy and silly and funny. And there's, again, the way you described this Battle Royal, with there being quite a lot going on to keep you entertained... You, I, I think there's a similar vibe with this Battle Royal at WrestleMania 2000, isn't there? 13 wrestlers in this Battle Royal, and the title could change hands multiple times um, in 15 minutes. 15 minute match, okay? Right. I'm not telling you how many times it changes hands because some people may notice in it. Uh, um. I'm, getting a lot, I'm getting a lot of people in the chat already firing off about it. Dan Griffin saying, like, give it Battle Royal. This was something was tempting, very tempting. Uh, Dan Griffin saying, <laughs> hardcore, yes, absolutely. Scotty Daly agreeing with me, Pete Gash's finest hour. Absolutely, <laughs> Pete Gash's uh, finest hour. Uh, and I'll tell you what, there's right. something in that match as well that would be really interesting to dig into, and that's the finish. Because Ooh, yes. the finish is a botch. They get it wrong. They screw up the timing. As, as Matt brilliantly explained, it's a 15-minute time limit. So when that expires, whoever the champ, whoever has the championship at that point, is the champion 
is the hardcore yeah. champion. And but, they got the, they screwed the timing up. The ref yeah. missed his cue, and it all went wrong. So that's something really interesting to, you know Jeff to look into. Match, by the way, ref match Sorry? was Tim White. Okay, Timmy White, the guy who was was pedigreed into everything. He was thrown into steel yeah. cages. Basically, he was El Hebner, but for hardcore matches. Yeah, and Tim White was also. Andre the Giants, I suppose, handler, they called him for a while. He would drive him about and basically be made to sit there and drink with him in evenings and so on. I bet that man has some fantastic stories. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I, a I very to, interesting choice. Exactly. So I, thought, I, I thought that was a good choice. So what's your counteroffer? Uh, my counteroffer is using the fact that we are in the UK here and also using the fact that the Bulldog is in this match obviously he won it yes i would like to look at a time when the bulldog perhaps wasn't so happy for wrestling in front of his hometown fans and that's wwf one night only from 1997 in birmingham where the bulldog wrestles Shawn michaels for the european championship now the match itself is fairly good so there's a bit of good wrestling to talk about but what i want to get into is the behind the scenes stuff because the Bulldog was supposed to win. Michaels did what Michaels does, acted like a little bitch, got the ending of the match changed, and there was all sorts of family issues for the Bulldog, because he had family there and somebody who was very sick as well to watch the match and see him win this European Championship and so on. Lots of backstage crap going on. And also, we get to see the Bulldog with his working boots on, and 1997 Shawn Michaels, who weren't half bad either, let's be fair. So that's what I'm going to put up against it, my friend. Shawn Michaels versus the British Bulldog uh, from Birmingham, Ooh. 1997. One night only pay-per-view, which was only shown in this country and in Canada, apparently. Maybe we'll be calling what it is, the Birmingham Screwjob. Birmingham Screwjob. Well, yeah, yeah, could be, could be. Uh, so those are your choices for this week. As always, the poll will be up on the Chain Wrestling Twitter account. Uh, Shortly after the audio version comes out, Wednesday, Thursday, sort of time, I, t- I try and put the poll up. I say Wednesday, Thursday. It's very rarely that early. I always forget. But keep an eye out for it. You'll see it. Your options are the Hardcore Battle Royal from WrestleMania 2000 or WrestleMania 16, and the little controversy with the finish at the end and the craziness of some of the stunts and so on there. Lots of people to discuss. Lots of wrestlers to talk about there. Or the UK pay-per-view. Uh, one night only, 1997, Shawn Michaels, British Bulldog, and all the controversy over the European Championship and the finish of that main event there. At Chain underscore Wrestling is the Twitter account. Check it a follow. That's where all the polls and non-wrestling topics and so on go up on. Matt, do you want to let everybody know whereabouts they can find you online and all your shows and all of that stuff? Absolutely. Find me on, find me on Twitter at UK. Uh, I've got lots of content here on Checkers, usually watch longs and the folly. On hiatus for a little bit, just while we're getting things sorted out, we're going to be coming back hard and fast towards the end of the season for the title run, of course. And, of course, all the stuff over on Music Media. I'm on a lot of stuff, a lot of the time. Yeah, and it's all great stuff as well. I'm Thank a good you. cop, bad cop. I love, you know, the volley. I try and catch it after I finish this. You know, I enjoy that as well. Uh, yeah, just great stuff, mate. Great stuff. And also, yes, follow Magsy on TikTok at MagsOrPods. And Magsy is also on Twitter at PodFatherMags as well. Uh, you can follow me at SJPWords on Twitter. 
And on Facebook, the group you need is SJP, all the shows on info and all sorts of stuff coming out. If you follow that, you'll get the links to it all, whether that's the Doctor Who part with Dan Griffin, whether that's Nitro Nights with Scottish Danny looking at WCW one show at a time and proving to Steve-O it is actually quite good at times. <laughs> um, uh, the Waiting Room with Benny Mac returns this Friday, season two. This Friday starts. Look back at Quantum Leap episode by episode. And of course, Chain Wrestling here on a Monday night, podcasting later in the week at SJP Words for all of that stuff. Lastly, before we depart, I just want to say, Mr. Mags, we love you. We absolutely adore you. You know, we all just think the world of you. Can't wait to see you back. Get yourself all sorted. Get yourself, get get all the stuff you need to do sorted. And we'll see you very soon, my friend. We love you. See you soon. Matt, thank you very much for stepping in this week. It's been a blast. It's been a pleasure and a privilege, sir. I'm going to go get some cream soda now and just drink the, the cheap one pound stuff. Ah, lovely audio throwback. Uh, I'm off now to DM Trish Stratus and see if she will take me on in a wrestling match. Montreal.